ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, you can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. is a live program. I wanted to give everybody a few extra moments to uh, get into the chat room. I see it is almost at capacity as we speak. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, we're going to have special guest tonight, Steve Quell. Steve's website is stevequell.com, spelled S-T-E-V-E-Q-U-A-Y-L-E.com. This will be a three-hour program. We're going to take a break at the top of each hour. And uh, if you have any problem connecting over at the main blog talk link, the backup link is omegamanradio.com. That's also our official website. Or you can go over and hit the player at the Facebook site, facebook.com slash omegamanradio. So three different places that uh, you can tune in live tonight. Without further ado, let's get Steve on the line. Stand by. Steve, how are you doing tonight, my friend? Hey, good, Bruce, and I'm excited to be able to talk about what we're talking about because every other week or whatever, you know, seems to be the schedule that I come on with you, the world situation becomes more, more in your face, in our face, and apparent that everything that we've been warning, talking about, trying to prepare people for is now upon us. A good example of that is uh, just the food industry. Uh, you can't go on any search engine and type in food, famine, farm problems, farm issues, not to figure out that something really ominous looms on the horizon. When you add in weather modification and weather wars, and Bruce, weather wars are going on right now. I, I wish people could grasp the understanding, and this is really critical, that all of the weather wars that they see taking place, or the extreme weather, unusual weather, whatever it is, this is being generated. It's not just, quote, because of uh, the sun, and the sun has a lot to do with it. It has uh, more than what most people realize, but there are certain ways that weather can be manipulated. So what we're seeing is, is we're seeing the sun going super active. We're seeing, obviously, the weather wars taking place. We're seeing and hearing about uh, the planet X, if you will, Nibiru, uh, Gabriel's fist, as I was told it was called. We're seeing all of these different uh, forces, if you will, and different themes impacting our lives. And for instance, I used to be one of the first mountain house dehydrated and freeze-dried food dealers in the country, also uh, Alpine Air. And I've got to share this with you. Only rarely have they uh, put limitations on what can be ordered. Yet mountain house, due to uh, uh, just the extreme demand for their food, for whatever reason, are limiting some of their top dealers to just 90 cases at a time. And that means 90 cases versus 
as being able to order whatever you need. So I think more people are waking up to that something's very, very wrong, but commensurate with the waking up is also the idea that we're becoming more and more policed, and we've turned into a tattletale society, and I'd like to address that tonight, because a nation that is going into what I would call a totalitarian fascist rule and reign faces terror that most people simply can't embrace. And, you know, again, telling the truth, as somebody said, in, 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 in a, what, a time of global uh, deception, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. That's one version of it. There's another version of it. But the point being, Bruce, is that we're now seeing the very staff of life being broken. It is my contention, point blank, that the United States of America is under God's divine judgment. Judgment for rejecting his son. Judgment for allowing the abortion and the butchering of 60, 65 million beautiful little beings that could have grown up to be marvelous adults and contributed to society. The control of our minds, the reading of our minds, the pre-thought, pre-crime, uh, uh, a, a internal police security force that would make Marcus Wolf the head of the Euro- Stasi, actually East German Stasi, absolutely blush with delight, uh, except he's in hell, so I doubt he's going to be doing much blushing. Yevgeny Primakov, the former head of the KGB for uh, pretty much uh, all of uh, the Middle East and other areas, being hired years ago by our very Department of Homeland Security to talk about what we're now seeing. See something, say something. Uh, now there's an application, I don't know if you saw it, for the iPhone. It's, it's basically a snitch application. So what we've got now is a country that's divided. We've got a country that is in the most perilous position ever. We have 1,800 missiles now in Venezuela, and that's nothing compared to what's in some of the Latin American countries. We've got a situation going where, quite candidly, our borders are open, not the Canadian border. That's closed so that no Americans can flee. But we've got a situation that becomes more and more dangerous and more deleterious to life as we have known it and life as we would like it to be with every passing day. America's enemies are real. We can remember that during the Cold War years, uh, Khrushchev pounding his shoe on the podium at the U.N. We can remember the statements that they'll take us over without firing a shot. I was shocked today when one of my very dear friends in Kentucky told me that the Kentucky School Board is teaching their children to learn Chinese. And he wow. told me, that uh, my friend, seriously, Bruce, my friend uh, Bill told me that this morning, and then there's an article that Chinese is being taught throughout the land. What would you say, and I want you to answer me on this, if, if it could be unequivocally proven that everything that you think was your country has already been sold off on backroom deals, what would you say, Bruce? Uh, I, would, I would just start crying. In fact, uh, many people are doing that now as they see everything that um, they became accustomed to here in America just get uh, dismantled boxed up, uh, padlocks on the doors, shipped overseas. Even our water is going over to China, Steve. Absolutely. Jesse Ventura did a marvelous job of showing just how all the natural resources. i got to tell you, I remember the very first show I did on KHNC 16 years ago, and I talked about the two most precious commodities being water, a potable, drinkable water, and food. And I said, water you used to just walk through in your boots after a storm will be the water you'll end up filtering to drink. 
And it's, it's no, uh, how should I say this, it's no coincidence that the globalists who have pillaged and plundered us are now even counting the profits. It, doesn't it surprise you too, Bruce, that there is no cry for justice when the biggest uh, banker, billionaire, conspirators, Illuminati, Luciferians, have basically taken all, and I say this, and when I say the word all, I mean there's nothing more that they don't own, at least technically indeed, entitled to, and they still are not satisfied with it. It's like the greed, it's like lust, the appetite of demons expressed to humans. Lust can never be satisfied. It can never be satisfied. So now we've got a situation where, I can tell you this, the first time anybody ever mentioned the uh, derivatives, and I've got 16 years of records and recordings to prove I did this, but it doesn't matter. When I said that the derivatives problem was a quadrillion-dollar problem, and that's when everybody was saying, oh, it was 10 to 20 trillion, people couldn't embrace that. And now the numbers are beyond the ability of most people to grasp. Let me just put it into perspective. We got information last week that Bernanke was bailing out all of the different countries of the world because, in effect, the United States dollar has been the de facto world currency. Oil was priced in dollars. Everything was settled in dollars. We were the world's largest reserve currency. And now to keep the good ship lollipop afloat just a little longer, we're having to guarantee and buy, and we're buying debt. It's like you and I, Bruce, writing IOUs to ourselves and putting them from our left pocket into the right pocket and then continuing to write IOUs and people taking those IOUs until the first person that's wise says, but all you're writing me is an IOU. Well, that's the rest of the world has done. To put into perspective a quadrillion dollars, if you take the entire world's gross domestic product, it would take 200 years of every country uh, doing nothing but paying off the debt. It can't be done, okay? So what happens when the debt is reached this? Now, remember, the Scripture says that the borrower is servant to the lender. You know that. We quote that, right? Yes, sure. Why do you think all the secret technology transfers are going to China and other nations that are basically our, our creditor nations? The ones that are the ones that giving us and have bought our treasury bills, bonds, and notes. Because it doesn't matter what deal. You've been in business, Bruce. I've been in business. But there comes a time when you borrow money, you either got to pay it back and go bankrupt, right? That's right. And so the point is, is this globalist plan to bankrupt the entire world, to put it into such a tumultuous and perilous global upheaval, and then to bring on their man, who the Bible teaches is the Antichrist, he who will take the place of Jesus Christ, who will have the answer. It will be a global, one-world monetary system. Now listen, most people couldn't handle the fact, if you take 10 years ago, what we're seeing now is everyday headlines in Wired Magazine or, or H Plus magazine or any of the, uh, let's say, more avant-garde, forward-thinking scientific publications, they couldn't even begin to understand where we are at now if they wouldn't allow themselves to embrace it back then, okay? And just as most people are starting to, quote, get on the boat late in the game, they don't recognize that the boys who set up the sinking ship, the good ship Lollipop, or the sinking ship Lollipop, have already thought this thing through on our pre-positioning men and materials throughout the country. You know, one of the things that was so hard to get through people's heads over the last decade is that there really were FEMA camps. There really were plans, Operation Garden Plot, uh, you know, the, the Rex 84 plans, the different plans that are in place to basically deal with massive civilian uprising. 
Then we get to the situation where even Jesse Ventura's uh, expose on that is taken off True TV. Of all the exposés that Jesse did, that's the one that they did not want on. And so I got to tell you, Bruce, it's very, very, very late in the game. And I want to get to the food issue first, okay? And then we'll go on in the second hour. And uh, the second hour, and maybe second hour, we're going to bring on Romy and pray and talk about how we deal with fear. And the answer, I was praying about this today. When the man of God fears the Lord God of heaven, and when we walk in the fear of the Lord, which is clean and pure and enduring, that displaces the fear of man. But since there is no fear of God in the land, and I, I, I challenge anybody to argue with that on the basis of the fruit of what the Word of God teaches versus the dearth or the desert of what isn't apparent in this country. There is no truth. There is no righteousness. There is no justice. One man lies, another one swears to it. The Congress and the Senate said, Amen, brother. And meanwhile, another deposit is made in their overseas accounts. I will tell you this. I know from other sources that there are bank records that there are some very powerful people in the heads of our government and other governments that they're just uh, trying to bribe off and stave off and keep off from people really knowing the real numbers that some of the politicians possess. And it's staggering, Bruce. It's not in the, you know, million, couple hundred million. Some of them are in the billion-dollar bribes. And that's probably the most terrifying news out there to a lot of people who live in this world. The billionaires are being replaced by the trillionaires. It's kind of interesting. It's still survival of the fittest, or he who has the greatest appetite ends up eating everything beneath them. So we're in a position now as a nation. We're nationally bankrupt. We read where, what, some of the stories were iPad and some of the different uh, computer companies were hiring a million new workers in China. Wow. You know, some of us screamed at GATT, some of us screamed at NAFTA. Obviously, the most famous voice at that time was Ross Perot when he said it's that giant sucking sound, taking jobs, futures, and opportunities away from the American people. You look at any of China's cities, you look at even Hiroshima and Nagasaki, Japan, and they're like, they're like thriving metropolises. And what we have, we have a hole in New York City where the World Trade Center used to be that can't even get built. And the reason it's not getting built is because the powers that be, the people that control the big money, know that New York is toast at some time in the very near future. Uh, I don't like Michael Drozen. I have read his book, The Bible Code. I believe that the Bible codes are real, but in a dimension that go beyond just what he put in his book. I believe he took out full-page ads warning New York City is about to get nuked. Did you see that? Yes, he did. And uh, he's saying, you know, why won't the administration uh, respond to the, the warnings right. uh, that I found well, embedded in the code? Yeah, and, and uh, you know, the answer to that is because they know it's coming, and they have more to gain by letting it come. Uh, today, uh, I was talking to my co-host, Hawk, and Hawk was saying that there's so much uh, military activity, even in the storms that were taking place in the Midwest, Midwest, there were A-10s flying missions, training missions, in the middle of blizzards. Now, Bruce, why would A-10s be flying uh, training missions in the middle of blizzards? Oh, my goodness, A-10 is an attack aircraft. You've got it, and it's what's known euphemistically as a tank killer. Yes, sir. Well, evidently, you know, some pilots are being trained for a worst-case scenario. Uh, I will tell you this. I received a, a communique, I won't tell you how I got it, from an active-duty Air Force pilot, and he said, Steve, they are trying to get us all to embrace Wicca. Oh, my goodness. Now, do you know what Wicca is, okay? Oh, yes, that's uh, witchcraft. 
witchcraft, okay? And that basically they're looking for people in the Air Force who have clairvoyant talents. And by the way, I'm going to put it up on my website, uh, Lord willing, tomorrow so people can see it. This is not being made up, okay? So, Bruce, you know the history of, of especially the Old Testament and the New Testament. What happens to a nation that forgets God and embraces idolatry and absolutely will not stand for righteousness? What happens? God destroys it, and oftentimes he'll bring your enemies as his uh, sort of judgment against the land. And see, this is so hard for people because, you know, uh, I say, okay, you say to me, God bless America, and I say, what is the basis of God blessing America or any nation? They look at me dumbfounded. Well, what do you mean? This is the United States. And I said, well, what does that mean? And I said, does the word united even apply now? Look, there was a time, and, and I can't bemoan that fact. The thing is, is that this is not the same country that you and I grew up in. I'm 59 years old. You know, you're younger than I am. But the thing is, still, there was a time in the 50s and 60s where, you know, it was, it was a whole different world. Then, obviously, the 70s came along, and from there, it seemed like everything started to accelerate in a downward movement. It's like we're 25th in the world as far as our reading, writing, and arithmetic. Uh, and I, I don't care. At this point, listen, we're facing such a dire future, calling the uh, devils that are, the devils that are. Modern education was taken over and subverted. And some people don't like to use the word communist movement, but the Communist Manifesto was absolutely integrated at the young people, which, by the way, Barack Obama is integrating his attack on the young people. When I say attack, he's trying to get them in his camp. And we've heard of private armies. We've heard of even Boy Scouts being trained to disarm the American public. And, you know, here's the deal. The last vestige of freedom in this country is fading rapidly. A man who's broke has very few options. And suppose, Bruce, that the world collapses financially, but on comes somebody on the scene, whether it's the current administration or other, and says, we're going to give everybody a jubilee. We're going to give everybody their house free. We're going to give them everything free. We're going to give them X number of dollars in the bank. And all you've got to do is take this mark, this electronic mark. And you've got to swear allegiance to uh, the new government of the United States. Somebody says, well, that sounds far out. I don't think it's far out if you think of how this is being manipulated. If you control the food, you control people. If you control people, you can bring them to the point to get them to do what they normally would not do. And ultimately, the Bible talks about cannibalism. Uh, yes. It talks about basically uh, white slavery on an unimagined uh, level. Uh, I know that you know that the different prophecies that have been out there for over 50, 60 years have seen, even before you and I are on talk radio or even, even like, you know, basically born, there were people having visions and dreams of the Chinese and Russians invading the United States and taking the women off the West Coast captive Steve, to the spoils. No doubt about that. Uh, money is uh, going out of the country. Foreign troops are coming into the country, people. Uh, do you remember the movie Red Dawn back in 1985, Steve, with uh, Charlie Sheen and some of the other actors? It oh, had Patrick Swayze. We all know that, one of the classics. You know, uh, what happens, uh, there's an invasion. You've got Russian troops, and you've got an invasion through the southern border. They have just uh, remade Red Dawn. It's in the can. It's going to be released, I think, January 1. But what's interesting is the main players in this version are going to be the Chinese and the Russian. And, uh, folks, I believe that's literal. Um, again, everything is being dismantled here in America. 
Uh, Steve, I believe that the reason the uh, Chinese are getting uh, the high technology items is because basically the decision has been made in in the uh, closed door meetings. Either you know we give up information, or you know basically they're going to dump the dollar. But ultimately, folks, they have their uh, plan to be to come into America and take over our land because we've got a lot of fertile farmland here, Steve. And um, you know. Let me also make a, uh, a parallel to uh, Joseph's time. You remember when Joseph was number two uh, under Pharaoh in Egypt and there was dearth in the land? And what happened? First, the money fell. People had no money, kind of uh, similar to now <laughs> for a lot of people out there. Then uh, everybody had to sell their possessions. They sold all their land, you know, uh, basically all their cattle, their lands, whatever they had. And then when that ran out, uh, basically they had to sell themselves. And I see a really interesting parallel here. I think that that's what they want to do. As you mentioned, uh, when you have no food and you go a couple days without food, you'll be willing to do about anything, including taking the mark. Let me give it well, back I had to a you. really interesting email that I posted on my uh, website from uh, a guy that I'll call TT. Those are his initials. And he said, Steve, isn't it interesting? And most of you that may have read that alert, and for those of you that didn't, uh, you can go into my alert archives in there. And he said he believed, and, and you know, it, it, it just so clicked and so fit. And thank you, David, for sending that to me. The bottom line is, is that he was saying that all these images are being stored. And he's saying they're going someplace for a purpose. Now, remember this, that those images are tagged to a ticket, which is tagged to a name, which is tagged to a dossier. Bruce, I'm going to say something to the Christians tonight. And I'm telling you, I'm pleading with you in the name of Jesus. If you're on Facebook, get off. If you're on MySpace, get off. You have unknowingly, and I hope it's unknowingly, taken part in the biggest intelligence gathering, uh, I would say, uh, plot, scheme, or snare that's yes. ever been laid out there. In essence, they didn't need a bunch of spies to go find out who they are. You know, I pose another story. The Israelis have div- devised an algorithm. The algorithm is a sarcasm algorithm, okay? And based on sarcasm, they have come up with sarcastic remarks that indicate to them a person's just uh, uh, amazed or, uh, you know, dazed or planning something. You follow me? In other words, the inflections, uh, the word usage, the word usage in parallel sequence or juxtaposed. And then they take everything that's been said, written, read, and they plug in that. Now, most people don't understand this, but there are what are called assassination algorithms. A member of FEMA, who, by the way, does not like me at all, uh, according to a meeting in Houston, I believe, three weeks ago, Alex Jones and myself were the topic of conversation, and in the sense that, you know, they see us as two people that are really causing trouble. Now, remember this. These are the people that didn't want you to know about the FEMA camps, didn't want you to know about the mass burial vaults, didn't want you to know about the movement of men and equipment. So, you know, my frustration, Bruce, and this is really, and only God can grant me the grace to deal with it, and thank you for the intercessors that prayed for me, is how do you, it's one thing to show people who want to see, it's one thing to declare uh, uh, words that are containers for people that want to hear, but how do you get to the people that call themselves by the name of the Lord and basically don't want to hear it, don't want to see it, don't want to deal with it, yet they want to basically uh, just deny that this stuff is real, and how do you tell them they're going to their own death? 
You know, unless, of course, they deny Jesus. But if you deny Jesus, you may escape the first death for a couple years, but the second death is eternal. And That's right. Know, does, that, does that bother you, Bruce? Oh, it bothers me. I mean, I, I have friends, family that uh, are just asleep, totally oblivious to what's going on around them. You know, as it was in the days of Noah, they were just partying. And they had no idea that they were getting ready to be uh, killed with the flood that was coming. And, uh, folks, uh, we've got a flood of foreign military troops coming this time into this country to put us into slavery, to take over our farmlands. And, uh, Steve, you mentioned that A-10. Uh, I thought I had recalled that, you know, the A-10, which was originally built for the Air Force, you know, it's specially designed for close air support of ground forces. You're exactly yep. right. I yep. understand that there was a lot of them that were given to uh, to DHS, if I recall the, the aircraft type. And uh, by the way, uh, we just got um, some back-channel information. Uh, a person contacted me and said uh, they have very close ties with the New York Police Department, and uh, the word is the DHS uh, has been briefing NYPD, uh, training and prepping them for martial law takeover. The word is martial law is definitely coming. Yeah, give it back and to see, you. you know, I can I can tell you this, and ladies and gentlemen, if you're on boards, that's your choice, that's your business. You know, I'm forbidden by the Lord and and common sense finally, but I'm forbidden by the Lord to go on those things. I personally cannot. He told me to get off the board, get off my knees, and I, I gave that message, and I got a lot of flack back from people. Okay, the thing is, is that I'm not interested in social networking. I'm interested in listening to the Holy Ghost and flowing where He leads me. Okay, I'm interested in providing people with the most up-to-the-date information. I tell people, Bruce, you've listened to me for 16 years. You know I've always said this. Take it to the Lord. Take it to the Lord. Listen to Jesus. Go to Jesus. And the thing is, is that, you know, the, 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 the responsibility, the abdication of responsibility and the apathy that are out there, according to Jesse Penn Lewis, the authoress of The War on the Saints, those are the two most dangerous positions for demon possession. I want to share something. Use the oblivion. I don't know if you know this or if you've come up against it in deliverance, and John Kyle probably has and some of the other ministers, but oblivion is really a spiritual strongman, okay? It is a blinding spirit, oblivion. It literally puts someone into a stupor. It's just like death, hell, and the grave. Jesus said those are the last three enemies to be conquered, right? Absolutely. And most people, well, he rose from the grave. Yeah, he did. He conquered death, hell, and the grave. But the point is, is that his people, us, have to take his transferred authority, delegated authority, and his power and authority go hand in hand. You better not come up against the things that you guys deal with on your show without having the power behind the authority. And Amen. this is something that people need to understand. If you even make, look uh, at a comment to, to Steve before you uh, go to the next point. Uh, I do, uh, no, I do no, want to uh, testify to what you said about Facebook, folks. Uh, it's common knowledge now that um, one of the uh, the chief engineers of um, the NSA took a job as like number two in command with Google some years ago. It's interesting that the owner of Google was a Russian. I'm sure that they have uh, pumped him for back doors to the whole Google search engines now. My point I'm getting here to make is Facebook is a uh, a spies um, from lack of I, I can't I don't I want to use that adjective on the 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 air uh, it's a, it's their perfect dream scenario because what happens is <laughs> yeah, how about banquet table banquet table that's a good one because you see here folks uh, before they would have to have 
people on the ground to go and try to put together a complex framework of who your friends, families, you know, what your likes, dislikes are, get your photographs. Now you're giving it all to them willingly because, you know, people like to show off. They like to reconnect with old friends. I've done it. And uh, even the credit bureaus, Steve, and collection agencies are jumping on the uh, the greatest spying tool of the, uh, I would say, the millennium. And now they're, they're going after people that owe money. And what they'll do is they'll find you on Facebook and they'll embarrass you. They'll post a message to all your friends, uh, all your family, and uh, it causes people to crumple. But uh, that's another subject. Uh, but my point here is if they want to find you, okay, all they've got to do is uh, find one of your friends, and they've got a very good chance of locating your whereabouts. Uh, everything that you typed up there is archived. Uh, it's the greatest spying tool of all time, and I have no doubt that uh, the NSA and the CIA, probably MI6 too, uh, funded this. And it's like a big Pac-Man, Steve. Uh, they're gobbling up all kinds of technology. They just bought out Drop.io, which is, was a very powerful system for uploading audio files. Uh, we got uh, notice about 30 days ago that uh, it's been absorbed, and it's going offline. It's uh, now owned by Facebook, and they're going to be like the uh, – they'll be even bigger than Google, I predict. So, folks, you it is very dangerous to use it. Anything that you put there is being archived, and they're going to use it as a filter. I would say, Steve, this is probably the visual equivalent of FinCEN. Do you remember FinCEN? Right, and I think it's also the devil. Let's put it into where it belongs. It's the devil's attempt at being omniscient, okay? FinCEN, for those that don't know that, is about a 20-year-old system that's open only to law enforcement. And basically, if uh, they need to hunt down a person, they have all these databases that feed the information to FinCEN. They put in a request, and it creates a very detailed profile on you. Now, it's a button away with Facebook. So, very dangerous. Uh, I would think twice about using it. Let me give well, it back and, to you before uh, no, I start. Hey, Bruce. I don't even think think twice about using it is a good example. Can I say something? I think it's time for a harsher word than that. Go to the Lord, those of you that know him, and ask him point blank if it is if you should be on it or not, okay? Some people think I come up with this stuff just because I'm PO'd at Facebook or uh, MyFace. Uh-uh, my, what is it, MySpace, MySpace, my whatever. And, and yeah. seriously, I'm not on there. The point that I'm trying to make is this is that when, when, and you've heard me use these names, go Google Marcus Wolf, Stasi, S-T-A-S-I. Go Google Yevgeny, and I think it's Y-E-V-G-E-N-E-Y or G-E-N-Y, uh, Primakov, that's easy, P-R-I-M-A-K-O-V, and, and then plus D-H-S. Uh, I believe it's Primakov who made the statement, you spent billions if not trillions fighting us in the Cold War, now you pay us millions to set up the internal control mechanisms and inspire your own people that we have long abandoned, okay? Well, whether that's true or not, the, the irony is, okay, every cross that marks a military man or woman's grave, every sunken ship, aircraft that's gone down, every infantryman who's fallen in battle, everyone who's been blown up in IEDs along the roadside, everything they're fighting for, it's like they're pawns in a plan. 
And look, I have no problem with stopping evil, but I do have problem with slaughtering men, women, and children being sent in to fight rich men's wars with the whole idea of taking over the very country that they believe they're fighting for and then abandoning them on a foreign field or abandoning them in VA hospitals. You know, can I ask this question? How can anybody who's listening to this show in the military have any respect for a commander-in-chief who basically doesn't even salute the American flag, absolutely has total contempt for you, all you have to do is read his writings, has basically such a contempt for the very nation, quote, we live in the greatest nation in the world, we intend to change all that. Look at how fast that has come to pass, okay? It's not just because of the President of the United States saying that or the Congress or the, you know, i got to tell you something. Let me get this off my chest. Republicans and Democrats, they're both whores. They're both working the city streets late at night. One works the right side, one works the left. At the end of the night, you end up being, you know, use the word you want. You end up being sexually exploited and broke, okay? Plundered. And you end up with a disease, and the disease is called, you bought the lie, and now you pay the price. So now we're dealing with a politically transmitted disease. Let's call those PTDs, okay? The politically transmitted disease is lies, lies, and more lies. The politically translated disease is killing the people that they don't even know what's going on. There are people still believing that the unions are on their side. Here's the thing. The idea is this, ladies and gentlemen, the economy cannot turn around without jobs. And the powers that be have made sure that the very infrastructure of manufacturing is gone. If you don't make stuff, you can't sell stuff. So we've become a service sector. Remember our IT, the information technology explosion that went? Guess where all those sure. jobs went to? India. You know? The point is this, is that we're being plundered, we're being raped, we're being psychologically probed. Uh, TSA is sexually probing and groping, and I still stand, I, I only know, of, and, if I'm, and I can be uh, wrong on this because I don't know better, but at this point I believe there's only one Colorado attorney that has gone immediately to file a brief with the Supreme Court on TSA. How can a law be enforced uh, when it's not only unjust but misapplied? For instance, and some guy took me to task on this, and no offense, but the, the man is, is a cerebral cortex without anything upstairs. And I quoted him the law on sexual molestation, okay? And molesting means to interfere or touch in an inappropriate manner, you know? And so the point that I'm saying is, look, we've got laws against this. There are men in jail, in yes. prison, for 10 years for touching children inappropriately. That's right. See, we stand back. And, and, and I had a great couple of ladies who listen to the show. I think they're late, listening tonight. Ladies, thank you for sending me the email. And they were two nurses, and they said, we'd give anything to be married to a real man, Okay. And by the way, I had said that in, in, in busting the chops of the men who allow their wives to dominate them and won't step up to the uh, plate and lead the, the, the families and preparing the families and being the head of the house, okay? I got news for you, you know. Uh, uh, I, I, Steve, we have Bruce, a lot of Ahab and Jezebel in this country. I'm, right, and that's sure the spirit, that okay? Is true. And the spirit of Jezebel, remember this, everything that Jezebel did was manipulative. 
Everything Jezebel did was deadly. Everything Jezebel did ultimately resulted in her having the dogs licking her blood, right? Amen. And see, what I'm trying to get to, and Bruce, I fight the frustration. I I coined a term on my radio show last Friday, and it was basically languicide. I said suicidal language, and somebody said basically it'd be better, Steve, to define it as homicide of language. The murdering of language. When you murder language, you murder meaning, okay? And it's just like the Word of God. The Word of God is eternal. I can read, and we're going to read some stuff in the second hour that's just mind-blowing, because, Bruce, I don't think people even have a clue of what's precious any longer in the sight of the Lord. If a life so innocent is allowed to be butchered so brutally, and we pass it off and just close our eyes and say, oh, you know, it really doesn't matter. It's just the power of a woman's choice. If you did that to someone who's out of the womb, it's called murder. And look, the thing is this, is that what I'm trying to say is, is that we committed national suicide, in my opinion, not just in the last election. That was a piece de resistance, okay? That was the finishing touch. I like your uh, accent, by the way. <laughs> pardon? Your accent's good. <laughs> well, the point is, I should tell, I could share a story, but I don't think some people would appreciate how I learned to speak French, and I don't speak very much of it, you know? Let's just say this. I, no, I won't go there. The point, the point, wisdom, the point is, is that we are now seeing the total dissolution And the sale, the fire sale of the century of American assets. Ladies and gentlemen, the mortgage crisis is more severe than most realize because most people don't recognize that you could owe Bank of America on your mortgage and you pay them off, but Bank of America sold your mortgage and didn't tell you that they sent it to XYZ, ABC, PNC, whoever's out there, and they didn't pay off the third party or the fourth party or the 400th party, and the 400th party, the third party, second, whatever, come back and say, well, we understand you paid them, but you didn't pay us. You can see, Bruce, how once this thing hits, it will set the American people in such a, uh, let's just say this, an upset mode that the last place anybody wants to be is where everyone else is, okay? You don't want to be at the whatever your local supermarket is trying to buy food. And here's what I want to get across tonight if I can get nothing across. I am so intimately uh, familiar with the food distribution network in the United States. I know the capacity, the capability, and the production, uh, even going multiple shifts at uh, Mountain House has, Richmore, yes. Alpine Air. I was in that field. I used to be one of the largest canners for three years in the world, okay? So I'm not talking, to like, I'm not talking about some, a friend of a friend. I know this stuff. I can pick up the phone and talk and find out, okay, where, where are our grapes coming from, or blah, 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 whatever we want, or the wheat or whatever. You know, uh, I mean, the point that I'm trying to make to people, it's not that the canners can't keep up. They're having a harder and harder time finding the food because, and rightly so, the Chinese have the ability to go into the marketplace and buy whatever they need. Because, uh, you know, they recognize food. Look, I told, I think it was the second or third show, not second or third show, second or third month I was on on KHNC, Johnson, the Blueprint for Survival Days. That was my original radio show name. And I said, I said, I had a dream. And, and And the dream was I actually saw wheat fields surrounded by 12 foot high, 10, 12 foot high. I mean, really high. I knew how high it was. Uh, wheat fields, and there were guard towers with guards and spotlights and machine guns. 
Wow. And I saw people trying to literally get to the edge and to grab some wheat to eat because the famine was so great, and they were, they were mowed down, you know? God have mercy. I, I got to tell you, you know. I, I, Famine's and coming to this Lord. country, Steve. Yep, and I've asked the Lord, Bruce, I want you to know this. When people tell me to tell them what I really know, I won't do it because they can't handle what they see. They're not going to handle what they can't see. Hawk and I go round and round on that. Not, not that we argue, but I, I've said to him, and I've said, Hawk, is it really worth it to try and tell people the stuff from the backside, if you will, or from the deep ether, when, when they won't deal with what they see? In other words, they won't deal with uh, the fact that, that these politicians, and let me say this, I have more respect for a whore, a prostitute, a working woman. I'm not condoning their lifestyle, but I have more respect for them than I do any politician, and I'm sorry, or any congressman or senator that doesn't stand for the right of, 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 first of all, the Lord, and then who really will not sell out. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, if that offends anybody, Rahab, the harlot, is one of the biblical heroes. Mary Magdalene, whom Jesus cast, what, seven demons out of? Yes, sir. Was at the foot of the cross. I'll tell you what, I'll take my place with those who have been forgiven and delivered by the blood of Jesus, as opposed to the skeptics and opposed to the self-righteous and the Pharisees any day of the week. And I mean that. And I and by the way, a special greetings to Kate. Kate, if you're listening out there, God bless you. I don't forget about you any day. I'm praying for you. You know, so Steve, the, uh, people just don't think it can happen here in America. I mean, come on. You know, they're thinking, here in America to us? Folks, uh, if the, the true news had been released from North Korea over a decade ago uh, to the masses, and of course we got some of the information from the back channels, but and some of it didn't leak out. The fact that uh, they had no food in North Korea and they were literally eating each other. They were engaging in cannibalism. That's what happens when you have no food. That's what happened when the airplanes went down with that uh, soccer team. They ate each other. That's what happens with people that are on the high seas and they don't know how to catch fish and there's no help coming. They eat each other. It's coming here to America. It happened in, uh, it happened in Jerusalem when um, Babylon laid siege. Um, but people say, what well, can't happen here? Folks, famine's coming here. I'll tell you something else. Persecution for calling yourself a Christian's coming. Steve, we know of a gentleman, and I can't mention his name or where he's at right now for security purposes, but he's in a communist country, and he's preaching in the underground church. If they catch him, they'll arrest him, and he probably won't come out for 20 years uh, from jail over there. And uh, people think, well, that just can't be. Folks, is coming here to America. Um, people are in for a rude awakening, Steve, very soon. And the lifestyle that uh, they've embraced their whole life and for generations is about to uh, be turned upside down. We're going we're gonna to be experiencing a lot of things that um, many people were not looking for to happen here. It's going to catch them like a thief in the night. Well, that's what we're doing these shows, folks. Go ahead, Steve. Yeah, no, 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 Bruce. I'm just, I'm just, we're, 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 we're under it. You see, let me share this. It's so tough. 
And and Jesus said, "What prophet did your fathers not kill? You know what prophet? That we will we be you know Abraham's seed?" And Jesus said, "You're of your father the devil." You see, religion will always exert its control of people. Relationship is the most freeing and wonderful thing in the whole universe. When God gives a man a clear conscience and says, "I find no fault in thee." You know, it's amazing, isn't it? The men take the women who's caught in adultery. Jesus kneels down the sand and probably uh, tells a few of them, guess where you were the other night, you know? I mean, only attorney will tell us that, but I find this. I find that the most amazing person in the history of the world is the one who came to say, I can set you free because this sin is bondage, and this sin will destroy you. It will send you to an everlasting hell. Bruce, you and I both know that the pulpits have petrified and putrefied. The point is is that there are shepherds that shame on them should have been feeding the flock and they're fleecing the flock, okay? And yeah. it's not enough to feast the you know, excuse me, to feed the flock or excuse me, to fleece the flock, then they've got to feast on the flock's carcass, you know? Uh I just you know, Steve, it's, it's ravening wolves and they're eating the sheep. Literally, there's a verse in the word about that, folks. That's well, what happened. You know, there's a lot of verses in the, you know, ravenous wolves. You know, Paul Steve. said he, he worried that after he left, ravenous wolves were going to come, you know. And, and, and the thing is, is that we're, we're, we're dealing with a wolf. And by the way, a guy yes. gave me a great definition because I like to combine words, you know. And he said, they who pimp for the wolves are wimps, okay? Yes. Uh, a wimp would be obviously a wolf pimp, and some people don't know what that means. That means you procure the person to basically expend their life so you profit from it. A prostitute has a pimp. Well, a pulpit pimp is one who's basically prostituting for the devil. Amen. I can tell you this: if you're a preacher, pastor, whatever you call him, priest, uh, you know, minister doesn't believe in the virgin birth of Jesus, get out. If you're being told that, uh, you know, that uh, uh, all this end time stuff is just for crazy people, get out. Because that's telling me instantly that they've already made a deal with the devil. Listen, those men and women who are so uh, stuck on themselves and uplifting themselves and building their kingdoms are going to throw, no pun intended, the sheep to the wolves, you know. Steve, they've literally made a deal even with FEMA to march the congregations into the concentration camps. How many pastors you know, have you know, signed Bruce, up for that program? Because they don't exist. You know what I'm saying. Folks, it's, uh, it, it's coming. And uh, what do you call someone who um, knows that there's danger ahead and uh, doesn't warn? You know, that's not a friend, is it? And these pastors and the people that have the uh, international podiums should be warning the uh, the church that we need to get ready to endure till the end so that you can make some preparations, number one, spiritually, do some things physically, and be prepared so it doesn't come on you as a thief in the night. It doesn't shock you when you see this stuff. But they're not doing that, Steve, and they're preparing people to be part of the great falling away. Right. You know, I prayed about going on tonight and, and uh, you know, what to go. And, Lord, give me the word that, from your perspective, can can cut through, you know, Three hours of Bruce and I, and and speak 
to the spirit of the men and women who are listening today who need to be built up. And again, in the second hour, we're going to the build-up phase. Because, Bruce, it's so bad, it's not what we need to, you know, there's nothing. I, I, here's the point. What more bad news do people need? They need the good news. And here's the good news. Yes. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, okay? And I'm not talking about a cowering fear where somebody says, what, are you feared that God's going to send you to hell? And and the answer to that is, I fear God. I'm not going to hell. I don't have to worry about going to hell because the Lord Jesus has promised me that where he is, I can be also. Let me give you Hosea Amen. chapter 4, the first three verses, okay? Because there's nothing that is more important than the Word of God. Hear the word of the Lord, ye children of Israel, for the Lord hath a controversy with the inhabitants of the land, because there's no truth, no mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land. Does that sound like the USA? I think so. By swearing and lying and killing and stealing and committing adultery, they break out and blood touches blood. Therefore shall the land mourn, and everyone that dwelleth therein shall languish, languish with the beasts of the field and with the fowls of heaven. Yea, the fishes of the sea also shall be taken away. And then it goes on to say, the sixth verse is a famous verse. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, because thou hast rejected knowledge, not because God hasn't given it to them. I will also reject thee, that thou shalt not be a priest to me, seeing you have forgotten the law of your God. I will also forget your children. So the point is, is this, is that we've got a generation, okay, that... We we have forgotten God, and therefore our children, they they don't have, outside of godly parents and godly influences and intercessors, they don't have a shot at this unless the mercy of God pours out his spirit in such an amazing way. And a lot of people are saying, oh, Brother Quayle, you're, you're a false teacher. There's going to be a great revival. There's going to be such persecution land that the only thing that will keep anybody alive is the power of God. And I believe that you cannot have revival without repentance. Challenge Amen. me on that, if you will. There's no place in history, whether it's a Welsh revival, the Azusa Street revival, any of the great revivals in China, the revivals throughout the world that did not take place as a result of people repenting and calling on God. Amen, not Steve. One. You know, uh, the Word says that times are going to get so terrible that uh, men's hearts will fail them for the fear of what they see around them. People will be jumping out of um, buildings committing suicide. Uh, and folks, you may, I see people in the chat room saying, well, you're just fear mongers. Folks, listen, we're trying to tell you what's happening, but by the same token, I don't fear any of this because right. I'm ready to meet Jesus Christ. I'm ready to meet my maker. And if, if you know where you're going to spend eternity, it doesn't matter what they can do to you because that's the worst that they can do. But to be absent from the body is to be present before the Lord. And if you have the Lord as your Savior, then you can confront this stuff head on and know that uh, nothing can touch you unless God allows it. But you do need to be very scared if you don't know Jesus Christ tonight because what we're telling you is stuff to soon to happen, and your opportunity to make a decision is quickly running out. Right, now, Bruce, let me go to the fear mongers in the chat room. Chances are they're either a Fed or they're on a federal payroll, or they're they're basically dumbasses, and I mean dumb donkeys, but dumbasses and ignorant, okay? The thing is, fear monger is a statement. Most people don't know this. The Tavistock Institute, and go go look at it on a Google search. I can't go into it right now because, I mean, we've got more important stuff to talk about. But when I see fear monger, immediately I say, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you, and I declare that the spirit that is caused you to make that statement manifest itself in your life 
so that you will see who is using you. And the Lord God of heaven himself rebuke you. Fearmonger is a Tavistock, if you will, encapsulation that is an ad hominem attack, but it's also a trigger mechanism. You follow me? It's a it's a slogan, if you will. It's a, a word that is absolutely nothing but denigrating, but based on, you know, fearmonger, okay? Bruce, you and I don't write the headlines for the 300 to 400 different publications of substance around the world a day. We're not. We're not, okay, fear mongers, look at what's happening in Britain. Look at what's happening in this country. 43 million people on food stamps. Shame on those of you. Shame. And again, I say, in the strongest term, the Lord God of heaven rebuke you. You cowardly wimps, get on your faces and repent. Or, don't listen to me. Don't listen to Bruce, you know. Listen, people, there are people that have already planted. How about these people that denied, denied, denied the, the idea of FEMA camps? How about these people that have never read Rex 84? How about these people that have never even heard about Operation North Winds? How about these people that have never heard what the plans are or the plots or the schemes of the enemy? How about the people that have never taken the time to uh, basically look at history? And how about the people that can't relate to the unemployment in this country or the fact that there's no food in this country? You know, as long as they get their MRE and, you know, uh, eight ounces of water, maybe they'll be happy. But I say this again, Bruce, the church is going to walk in authority during this time. And the Ananiases and Sapphiras that hang out on these boards, the Lord God of heaven rebuke you. And those of you that wish my death or wish Bruce's death by a truck with a big picture of Jesus on it, may you eat the fruit of your lips and may you be the one to have the curse that you curse us with return to you sevenfold. The Lord rebuke you. The curse causeless shall not light. And I'm serious, Bruce. I am tired. And I'm, listen, I'm kicking into high gear. Wimps, cowards, nameless cowards, men who take on themselves avatars, or they take on an artificial identity because they're too ashamed, most of them, to stand up for Jesus. Oh, they can post their comments and they can do everything they can to assassinate character, uh, question this, question that. But you know what's fascinating is the Christians. I had a call from a guy that hangs out on not one of my favorite boards, you know, telling me, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And I said, look, I don't understand how you as a Christian can even be there. You know, something, uh, could a Christian hang out with people that, that continually mock the things of God? Well, evidently this guy can. And I, you know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't very, how should I say that, thrilled. But I deal with that every day, okay? That's nothing. Now, how about this, Bruce? Here's what we're doing tonight. Then they that feared the Lord spoke often one to another, and the Lord hearkened and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and that thought upon his name. And they shall be mine, saith the Lord of hosts, in the day when I make up my jewels, and I will spare them as a man spareth his own son that serves him. Okay, first great news for tonight. When you're even talking about Jesus, when you're sharing about Jesus, when you're, when you're exalting the Lord Jesus Christ, God says, I'm, you know what? I'm keeping in a book of remembrance. I can tell you so many people have side prayers that have gotten answered more than the ones that they've screamed out in trying to get God to move. A sigh is usually an honest expression. I don't know if you've ever done it. We, we've seen the scripture, you know, yes. where obviously, you know, a woman's told she's going to have a baby, and she sighed and said, how can this thing be? That just happens to be Abraham's wife, you know? 
And the angel says, you did sigh. So I can tell you there's a scriptural premise for that. But ladies and gentlemen, those of you that believe that fighting the good fight of faith, you can stay in, how should I say this, the hubble of your making, and I'm sorry, the hubble, H-O-V-E-L, of your making, in other words, your self-contained protective barrier, and not be touched by all this. You may not be touched by all this, but you can't stay awake 24 hours a day. You Amen. can't protect yourself against a biologically or genetically altered race-specific bioweapon or gene-specific bioweapon. I talked you know, about Steve, that stuff um, 15 years ago, Bruce. 15 years ago, and now it's in the paper. You know, it, 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 you know, so all, all I can say is this. The, the critics out there will have critics until Jesus comes. Jesus will have critics when he rules on the earth for the millennium. Amen. It even Folks, talks in the Word of God about there will be critics of Jesus alive. Yes. So, you know, we, we, we're, we're no different than our Savior. Our Savior said, yes. they hated me, they're going to hate you. Amen. That's what it says. Folks, there is some good news, and we're going to flip this in the second hour. But listen, we would not be your friends. If we sat here and lied to you, as the government has lied, as the pulpit pimps have lied, you know, the, the people that don't even know Jesus Christ as their Savior, the masses out there, many of them, you know, they're looking for the government to take care of them. They say, well, surely the government will make a way. Folks, they'll make a way for you into the concentration camps after they've stripped you of everything and they'll give you your MRE. Uh, if you're a, a Christian and you're part of the mainstream, your uh, pastors are also doing you a disservice. They're not going to take care of you. They've taken everything that you've worked for, they've taken the widow's might, and they're taking it offshore. And when you go to uh, pick up the phone and say, help me, I sowed my seed with you, they're going to be gone in their Learjet that you paid for. The point is, is none of them are telling you the truth. We are here telling you the hard facts tonight, so you can be prepared and you're not going to be shocked. Because Jesus said, many are going to be offended because of the persecution that comes on them suddenly. And it's a persecution that they weren't told to look for. They weren't prepared for spiritually, physically. And so what happens? It hits them like a sledgehammer in the head, and many are going to fall away. They're going to say, wait a minute, this is too hard for me. I can't stand. Uh, I haven't made any preparations. Um, I'm not ready spiritually to endure. You know, they don't have any root. And so what do they do? They, they take the path of least resistance. They get into the food lines. They get in and take the mark of the beast. Um, my point I'm trying to make here is we're trying to tell you so you know what to expect. Now, armed with the information, it's up to you what you're going to do with it. But this is uh, as cut and dry as you're going to hear anywhere. Uh, again, we would not be doing you a service to sit here and pump you up like everybody else says and say, hey, don't worry about it. That's only for those left behind. You're going to get out of here. God's made a plan of escape. You'll see no persecution. But, folks, it's just not true. Again, I use the illustration of the brother who's over in a foreign country right now having to preach in an underground church where just to even have a church like you and I have had the, um, the honor to be able to, to go to on Sundays here and the freedom to go, uh, they would arrest you. There's other places where they have to tear out a piece of the Bible and pass it around. That's all they've got because the Bible is banned. There's other places that they will, they will shoot you if you're a Christian, I'm talking about in some of the Muslim countries, or they'll take your head over in Indonesia if they catch you. Uh, what I'm trying to tell you is some very tumultuous times are coming, and you don't have to believe us. Go open up the Word of God. Jesus said, if they persecuted me, they'll persecute you. The servant is not greater than the master. Okay, he said, pick up your cross and follow me. He was going to give his life, and many of us are going to be asked to give our lives for Jesus Christ. 
The question is, are you prepared beforehand to know this is coming so it doesn't hit you like a slap in the face? You know, I had a word given to me, Steve. Uh, an actual prophet told me, he said, God is trying to prepare you so that you will not faint. And that's trouble, man. I mentioned this before. I said, something seriously bad is coming if I would faint. And I said, well, God, thank you for taking the time beforehand to prepare me because I don't want to be part of the ones that fall away. And that's what we're trying to do here, folks. We know what's coming. Steve has known it for 30 years. He's been preaching it from the rooftops. Okay, and many people have woken up. They've made some preparations. Okay, there's many people that are getting a late start, but it's not too late. And again, you don't have to have fear except fear God. If you fear God and are obedient to him, you can have peace in the midst of the storm. Let me give it back to you, Steve, before I start preaching. We're at the top of the hour. Do you want to take a break? No, we'll just go for it, okay? We'll take a break next time, and then we'll call Romy when the time Absolutely. is Keep going, right. Brother. Now, I want to share something. Again, I, uh, let me just put this into perspective. I had one of the psychological operation officers for NORTHCOM in my office a couple years ago, okay? He told me, he said, Steve, when you or Alex or any talk show host, by the way, this guy is a Christian, get close, he said, we intentionally stack the boards against you guys. We'll move people in who have so many different email names and numbers, you'll think it's 100 people and it's just one guy creative on the keyboard. He said, no matter when you break stories that are in uh, you know, the realm of information that you shouldn't have, which is the truth, he said, we'll invent stories. And he told me this, Bruce, he said, not one story in the American press goes out there that they don't see before it's printed or published. Now, that's a mainstream, okay? Absolutely. Wonder why they want to shut down the Internet? Wonder why they're doing this, you know? Because it's really important for people to recognize this is serious stuff. And again, Bruce, I want to share something. For those of you that hang out, listen to the message. Jesus said, what prophet have your fathers not killed? The Son of God comes, the parable of the Lord of the vineyard, sending ultimately his own son, and they kill him too. Isn't the Lord of the vineyards going to be wroth when he comes? I cannot believe, and here's what I want to say this, I cannot believe. You know that song, Feelings? You know, it's, it's just, I won't sing it, but, you know, feelings, da-da-da-da, the feelings. I told you, the best word I think yes. that can be substituted in there is weenies. And a weenie <laughs> is not a very uh, uh, flattering term. There is a scripture, and somebody can find it and send it to me. It basically talks, I think it's in Deuteronomy, uh, basically that the men in the midst of thee are women, okay? Um, my son said to me, he said, Dad, he said, why are there so many effeminate men? And I said, well, number one, I said, because they're being chemically emasculated, they're being psychologically uh, controlled, and I mean chemical emasculation through xenoestrogens in the water. Okay, Bruce, listen. That's right. Nobody knew what excreted pharmaceuticals were 15 years ago in the survival community, okay? I did weeks of broadcasts on it. That was when I was talking about the importance of water filtration. You yes. know, again, even my critics have got to shut the you-know-what up because they cannot say anything that they've done. And ladies and gentlemen, you have the right to say this. You can say, you know, what have you said that's right? Just don't listen to the guys say that I'm always wrong. I always love that one. I'm always wrong, okay? Now, what is the basis? What has that person done? Have they spent 30, 40 years of their life researching anything? Or a guy that claims he's God's defender with the sword of justice calling me a blowhard? What has he done, you know? You see, here's the thing. Even in Christendom, Jesus lets the wheat and the tares grow up together. 
because there's, you know, because sometimes we would pluck uh, an ear of wheat thinking it's a tear and vice versa. So the angels get that job, okay? But by their fruit you shall know them. And I find it interesting. If people are being one to the Lord through Bruce Lee and the Omega Man ministry and John Kyle and all the different brothers who minister deliverance, if backsliders are coming back to Jesus because of listening to me, if God is using me to feed the poor, clothe the widows and orphans, feed the vets, do what I do, and someone says he's a fake Christian, then what is the basis of that, you know? And I, I see, this is the thing. God's people have no discernment. No discernment whatsoever, no discernment is they don't walk in the spirit of the Spirit of God, first and foremost, and they don't have the Holy Spirit. Let, let me take you to Isaiah 11, 1 through 3, okay? This is concerning the Messiah, Jesus, Yeshua. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Now count these, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding the spirit of counsel and the spirit of might, the spirit of knowledge and the spirit of the fear of the Lord, and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. You've got a bunch of people running around here that have, have so little of the Holy Spirit, whether they're saved or not, is left only to God, okay? But the thing is, the spirit of the fear of the Lord, the spirit of counsel and might, those are the spirit of God's impartation, sevenfold aspect of the Holy Spirit. And unfortunately, there's so many people out there that are saying, we haven't even heard of the Holy Spirit. That's sad, Bruce, in the world of Christendom, okay? It's very sad. I know you're going to have Pastor David Langford on. David's sure. an interesting guy, because here's a man that has fasted for 40 days, had the Shekinah wow. glory come down, basically believed one thing all his life until the Lord showed him the heir of his ways, Church of God, big time Church of God evangelist, and yet, you know, when God got a hold of David, he shook David, but David has an understanding of the Word of God like no other man I've ever met. You know, that's what's so wonderful about men and women of God. They're unique in their giftings from God. We need each yes, other. Sir. We do. You know, the bottom line Amen. is I can't do what Bruce Lee does, and, and I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing with Bruce Lee, if he didn't keep, you know, stand on me saying, Steve, the Spirit of God's moving, the Spirit of God's moving. you really got to come on and see this. So the thing is, is that my, my answer to my critics is, is the same as basically uh, Jesus was. You know, go tell them, literally, that the widows and orphans are being met, that the blind see, that the lame walk, you know. We're seeing miracles, Bruce. When Romy comes on, I, I got an email after Romy prayed the last time with a woman who was suffering from an amazingly debilitating disease, and God healed her after Romy prayed. Amen. Now, Folks, that's what's exciting right there. Yeah. Uh, this did is, you hear what Steve just stuff. said? A miracle yeah. happened. And, and, uh, and, you know, so, so, you know, all I can say is this, you know, uh, and and <laughs> did that boy. Help me, Jesus. The thing is, is this: is that discerning of spirits is so critical. I want every Christian who really does know Jesus as their Lord and Savior yes. to start praying for discernment. Man, I, I met a guy this weekend, and I said Amen, and he immediately jumped on my case and said, "Do you realize that's short for Amon Ra?" I said, no, it isn't. I know. Listen, I was, I was going to be an Egyptologist. 
So, Bruce, what what people want to do is they want to center in on a word. They want to take the bastardization of teaching, and then, you know, and unfortunately, I think that guy missed the blessing of my prayer for him. But the point is, and I hope not, Vito, I hope you really understood what I prayed for you. The thing is, is that I'm tired. He probably read that book, uh, Fossilized Customs. Steve, I've run into that type before. Folks, I even found that. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. You know, we're, we're at a point now, Bruce, where... It doesn't pay. The arguments are irrelevant. The other thing I want to share that with the people of God, I get hundreds of emails a week. Forgive me, I get thousands, but I get hundreds on this one statement. No one will listen to me. I'm alone. My family or fill in the blank. My sister, brother, mother, father thinks I'm crazy. The answer is go on with Jesus. Amen. Shake off the dust and go on with Jesus. The very people who are fighting you now are most likely the ones that will be betraying you later. That's tough love, okay? You can pray for them, believe in the Lord Jesus, and you'll be saved in your whole household. You yes. see, isn't it amazing, too, Bruce, that and, and, you know, some of these self-righteous religious people say, well, don't deal with your critics. Jesus rebuked the Pharisees, and so will I, you know? And, and there are some Ananiases and Sapphira out there lurking right now, and you better be very careful, because some of you are coming close to blaspheming the Holy Ghost. And Jesus said, if I cast out demons by the finger of God, that means the kingdom of God has come to you today. But all manner of sin against the Father and the Son will be forgiven, but not against the Holy Spirit. Be very careful. Some of you, quote-unquote, who call yourselves Christians, are walking in a dangerous zone, and you need to repent. You Steve, need um, to repent. America is like the Titanic. Uh, Titanic. It's going down. Folks, it's going to go down to the bottom of the ocean. All right, and there is a lifeboat that is pulled up next to it, and there's plenty of room for you to get on and escape what's about to happen. And that lifeboat is Jesus Christ. He is the only way out of this scenario. How can we say these things? How can we know these things? And sit here and uh, not be shaking in our boots. Well, we would if there was no hope. There's no hope for people that do not choose Jesus Christ in this hour. You're going to be toast. Okay, and then it's just a matter of time before your spirit leaves the body, and then you've got eternity to think about it in hell. And the weather's not very nice down there right now. My point I'm trying to make here is you can have calm in the midst of the storm, and uh, if you are walking with... Oh, wow, my goodness. You know what time it is, Steve? Excuse no, me. Actually, this is for the record, folks. People know me for <laughs> making these comments. It's 11-11. You know, that's the second time I've seen that number today. Yeah, and it's 9-11 on my time zone. Uh, I saw 11-11 when we were talking to David Lankford today. There is something here. Folks, the only hope in this hour is Jesus Christ. We're trying to tell you what's coming so that uh, you're not shocked. But we're also here to give you some good news that there is a escape plan. It's called Jesus Christ. It's not going up in the rapture before all the uh, persecution starts. Oh, boy, okay, there but, you just, there, hey, you better get ready to barbecue the sacred <laughs> cow, brother, because you just oh my goodness. basically uh, called it from the field to the barbecue pit. I want to make a comment on that. Steve, let me ask you a question. Why do Christians, let me talk to Christians for a minute, why do they get so incensed when you tell them that they're going to have to suffer for Christ? They'll get angry. You know, they would shoot you if they had a forty-five at that time in their pocket. Why do they get so angry when you talk about persecution? Do, do they forget that the 11 of the 12 disciples all died for Christ? That John the Baptist lost his head? That most of the prophets died horrible deaths, were sawed in half? Are we any better? Are we any better than the, the 40 million Christians that died in China and Russia? 
Why do we think we're a rare breed here in America, Steve? Why do we think that we're exempt from that? Folks, it's an honor to die for Jesus Christ. And there's going to be some that are going to endure till the end. It's going to be an exciting time, though. If you've read the Word of God, it says my people will do exploits. This is a time to get some reward because we're all going to stand before God. Do you want to go into heaven and sleep in a pup tent on the backside of glory? Or would you like to have done something for Christ who gave his life for you and I on the cross? But I don't know. You talk about this to Steve, they get offended. You know, they'll kick you out of the churches. How dare you tell me that I'm going to have to suffer for Christ? Well, i got to tell you something, Bruce. I learned that the hard way, and I learned that the glorious way, and now they can't kick me out because I don't want to be part of their club. Well, me I either. I tell people, too, you're not, you're, not, you're not really knowing what it, what it means to walk with Jesus until you're abandoned by those who one minute they're telling you they love you, but when you don't uh, adhere to their pet doctrine, you're out of the kingdom, okay? You know, it, here's the deal. It, it It is so hard for people to walk in relationship versus religion, okay? Jesus is the only one in history that centered his entire ministry of God with us, Emmanuel. Jesus said, henceforth I call you no longer servants, but friends, for the servant knoweth not what his master does, okay? That used to blow my mind. I used to try and give, like the Lord, about a hundred reasons why I'm not worthy of his friendship. Now, don't get me wrong. I know I can be saved, okay? And then he said to me, he, and he just made it so simple, he says, why do you have such a hard time with my love? And he said, just because you don't like yourself, Steve, this was years ago, doesn't mean I don't love you. Now, that's a heavy statement, you know? <laughs> that's heavy. That's yes. heavy, you know? Yes, Listen, sir. brother. I can only tell you this. Let's talk about the fear of the Lord, because this is what people need to do, to know, and then we'll bring Romy on in the third hour, because the third hour we need to devote to allowing her to minister, and we'll agree and as the Lord leads us. But let's go through some scriptures, okay? And, and this will be on archives. But Job 28, 28. And unto man he said, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to depart from evil is understanding. Psalm 211, Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. And, and, you know, there's so many. Uh, uh, Psalm 15:4. In whose eyes a vile person is condemned, but he that honoreth them that fear the Lord, he that sweareth to his own hurt and changes not. In other words, we keep our word. Yes, the sir. fear of the Lord is clean. I love this one. Enduring forever. The judgment of the Lord's are true and righteous altogether. Ye that fear the Lord, praise him. Psalm 22, 23. All ye seed of Jacob, glorify him and fear him, all ye seed of Israel. What man is he that feareth the Lord? Him shall he teach the way that he shall choose. Now, how about this, Bruce? The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant. Psalm twenty-five, yes. fourteen. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? They're mutually uh, incompatible. If you have the fear of God, the fear of man, don't get me wrong, you still have to fight it, but the fear of God is greater than the fear of man. Without Amen. the fe fear of the Lord, you cannot help but fear man. Because right now what we're seeing is a state saying, to the death, to, to death, to the Christians because we are God, meaning the state. And when I talk about state, I'm not talking about the physical state. I'm talking about the political, illuministic, Luciferian control mechanism that's already got everything that, look, you know, it doesn't do any good to, to deal with the skeptics, even to acknowledge them, because the skeptics are the skeptics. 
But unfortunately, we're trying to talk to Christians, and therein lies the problem, okay? Man, I have I know this. I have people that are hedonists that listen to me. I have people that are Wiccans that listen to me. I have people that are warlocks that listen to me. I have a lot of people that listen to me, okay? Believe it or not, they have a greater understanding of the times we live in than the Christians who basically claim to know the author of the book, in this case the book of Revelation, not the entire Bible to that, but I'm talking specifically about the book of Revelation, yet don't apply any of it to them. You know, especially the preterists who said, oh, this stuff has all happened before. Well, you know, Steve, I almost feel like uh, Paul sometimes, you know, he went to the, the Jews and they didn't want to have anything that he wanted to say. Then he said, okay, I'm done. I'm going to the Gentiles. Now it's almost flipped. And folks, uh, you, you try to warn the uh, the mainstream church they don't want to listen. But the, right. the people that uh, don't profess Christ as their Savior, uh, you can reach them. And that's, you know, maybe the only ones who can be woken up. But I want to give a uh, a witness to what you just said. I was reading folks in Psalms the other day. Psalms is a, is a great book to uh, to read if you haven't read the Word of God. Uh, get over there. It's really, it's really um, awesome, some of the promises. But here's what I wanted to give. You're talking about the fear of the Lord is beginning of wisdom, Steve. Over in Psalms 33, I found this the other day. It said, verse 18, Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy, to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. So, folks, we mentioned famine earlier. It's coming to America. But, you know, God is not a man that he should lie. Here's a promise right here that he can deliver you in the midst of the famine. Let me give one other, and I'll give it back to you. No, no, Um, take it, take it, brother. Psalms 34. Verse 7, it says, The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him, and delivereth them. Folks, there can be protection in the midst of the storm. I've heard of people that had the peace of God and were able to sleep, and there was um, there was a, a, a civil riot outside of their door. I think he was in Africa at the time. And people were being shot and killed. And they could hear the gunshots going off. I was in Haiti, Port-au-Prince in 87, after the fall of um, baby Doc Duvalier, and I can witness to that. You know, people were getting shot in the streets for taking out their garbage. But if uh, you're in the protection of the Most High, and you're in obedience to to God, and you fear Him, and you're willing to do whatever He has asked you to do, He can take you through to the storm. Uh, maybe many don't remember the story of the widow woman in the time of famine. You know, God sent the prophet in there and sustained her. Uh, there's many stories of that. Uh, hard times are coming. How are you going to make it? The only way you're going to make it is uh, fearing the Lord. Let me give it back to you, Steve. Well, Bruce, I, I would just challenge you on one thing to change. It's not hard times are coming. Hard times are here, okay? Yeah, they are. And when I say that, from the standpoint of this, when you take hope away from a person and you take their dignity away, you take away two of the most God-given, wonderful breath of creative genius that the king of glory ever gave to those creating his image, okay? Hope, because hope automatically makes you look forward into the future, expecting a better day than today. Dignity is I'm created the image and likeness of God. As a Christian, my body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. And I say this too, shame on those of you that think somehow that the rebuilding of the Jerusalem Temple is such a wonderful thing 
and deny your fact that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, knowing that the first guy coming into the temple is the Antichrist, meaning yes. he who is going to set himself. You see, God said, I'm going to dwell in a temple not made with hands, you know? Amen. But there is this dispensational lock-in and denial of the, of, if you will, the beauty of salvation, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. You know, look, if you study the tabernacle and you go through the teaching, how every bit of the tabernacle, furnishings, color, everything is representative of the finished work of Jesus and access into the throne. The high priest goes in once a year. A rope is tied to his leg. So if he's got any sin in his life and he goes into the presence of God, he gets struck dead and the bells on the, or the tassel bells on the bottom of his robe quit tingling. They know this guy's just been toasted, okay? Yes. Yet God says through Jesus, this is the most mind-blowing thing. Somebody said, explain to me the most mind-blowing thing that you know is that we have boldness, brethren, to enter into the very holy of holies. See, this is where the Catholics and the Protestants differ, okay? I don't have to go to a priest to confess my sin. I don't have to go to an intermediary, Mary. I go directly into the throne room of God. Amen. Having boldness, therefore, brethren, to enter into the very presence of God. That's not a put-down, that's not a slam. It's the quoting of Scripture, okay? Yes. The idea that Jesus is acceptable to us and the Father is acceptable. He's made, Jesus has made us acceptable of Father, and we have access. I think most of us, and I'm, I'm putting myself in this category too, have no clue to the weight of our prayers before the throne of God. Amen. Folks, they there is no more exciting time in history that you could be alive if you know Christ, and he is your personal Savior, and you're, you're on God's team. There's going to be some pretty awesome things happen. You know, I often kind of ponder, Steve, we could have been born any time in the last, what, 6,000 years? Even if I was born 50 years ago, I'd probably be dead now. Um, is it a coincidence, or were we put here for a reason, folks? If you're tuning in tonight, you're here for a reason. Now, ultimately, it's your decision what you're going to do. Are you going to go back to sleep, or are you going to say, yeah, I want to redeem the time, because the days are evil. I want to do something for God for once in my life. To make a difference. We're all going to give an accounting. Uh, I believe that there uh, is a, a reason that every one of us are here, Steve. And I know God has chosen some as vessels of honor and ve others as vessels of dishonor. But if uh, you're feeling any prick in your spirit tonight, folks, that's the Holy Spirit. And if the Holy Spirit draws you, you can come to God through his son, Jesus Christ. Uh, God wants to use all of us in a mighty way as part of his end-time plan. The question is, are you going to uh, say, God, what can I do for you? Or are you going to go back and just say, I want to go back and do my own thing? Well, I think we're told to redeem the time because the days are evil. Yes. And yet, what do most people do? They play, and a lot of people, look, I know, they get caught up in killing time. Watching TV. There's a reason why television is called television programming. There's a reason why we've got so many psychotronically uh, uh, destroyed individuals, and they've been trying to warn people. And, and I pray for those people. Listen, what, what anybody who has been a victim of electronic warfare and yes. had their literal, the most sacred part of their thought processes violated. And, and look, you know, 
there's so many voices. Yeah, there's so much noise out there, you know. And look, Bruce, here's the deal. Religion, every single thing in the Old Testament was a schoolmaster that led us to Jesus Christ. That's what the Scripture says itself. Paul was a Pharisee of Pharisees, uh, trained under the most famous of his day, Gamaliel, okay? And, you know, even Gamaliel had the good sense to say, you know, leave him alone. If this thing of a God, it will come to pass. If not, it'll fade away. But the point is, is most people are simply, and i got to tell you this, I, I want to be blunt, okay? Can I just be as blunt as I can without, Listen, we, we have no filters on this show. Just shoot straight. Right, okay, and I, you know, I don't mean to, you know. But the thing is, is that I simply do not get and cannot understand and am so furious at the, uh, uh, what's it called, the gross cowardice, okay, the gross non-involvement, the absolute, such easily offended people. I even told somebody, I said, look, I don't mean to offend anybody, but if you're offended, then why don't you ask the Lord what's offensive? If you want to establish, you know, I mean, I get people that send me 50 and 100 page stuff of why they're right and I'm wrong. Look, if you're right, then then God bless you. Go get your radio show and let the let the Spirit of God either bear witness to you or the absence of the Spirit Spirit of God bear witness against you. Okay? You see, everybody wants to fight over their pet doctrine, and this isn't a time of doctrine. This is life. He who has a son has life. Yes. Amen. And, and and you know the thing, Bruce, is this: how many times? If people won't believe there's a famine, let's just run through what's obvious. If people don't believe there's a fine, I have one guy that I won't answer anymore because he, he basically, he's scared to death. And, he, and you know what he's worried about? Not that he's going to perish or, you know, that he won't eat or anything. He's worried about his pension, okay? Oh my so goodness. I go on the radio years ago and said, listen, I'm telling you point blank, they're talking about taking away the 401Ks, IRAs, KIOs. And, and, you know, people, oh, they'll never do that. You know, even though Nancy Pelosi, you can go Google it, and now it's back on the scene. So now, coming up in July, we have the beginning of every, uh, I'm sorry, July, I meant January. We're having the beginning now of every single financial transaction being tracked, okay? Yes. And, the, and those of you who are on eBay or have credit cards, I have credit cards. My number one goal is to destroy them all, Okay. I will not travel anymore officially by airlines because of TSA. I feel it is such an affront to absolutely the unique, special creation of the living God that to fly is condoning their behavior. I won't fly, and they obviously don't miss my flying, but I used to fly hundreds of thousands of miles, you know. It's and public the thing rape, is, is that Steve, unless is people what it is. start voting with their pocketbook, I will tell you this. As the Lord God of heaven lives, I pray that there's such a boycott against Walmart by the people that know that yes. they are forced to take down their uh, spy vision. And, and I think somebody was posting on one of the boards, somebody sent me a link to it, uh, stating that, uh, you know, Walmart is now keeping track of what the people are buying. Maybe they always have. But now it becomes more important, and suspicious activity is bulk goods, okay? Oh, yes, absolutely. And, and so um, Costco, by the way, sold out of their four-person, one-year unit of 2999 Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you about something. And, Bruce, I need to teach everybody about this. Go for it. If you're looking at a 1,500 to 2,000-calorie-a-day serving, all you have to do is calculate the amount of servings in a can times the amount of days to come up with. You cannot feed four people 
for one year, giving them that amount of calories for $2,999. You can give a lot of calories in sugar. That isn't going to be nutrition. That's right. So when I saw this one offering, I think they were saying it was 18,357 servings. You cannot get 18,357 meals. A serving is a spoonful, okay? So what I'm saying is do your homework. And I would tell everybody that's listening to me tonight, get the highest value protein with the most nutritional value while you can. Interestingly enough, I'm not a real fan of them. I've learned to like them, but sardines. You've got your omega-3s. You've got your fatty acids. You've got good protein. And if you get them in mustard sauce or tomato sauce, they're easier to go down. The Omega Man likes the omega-3s, and you can get them for about a dollar a can, folks. Those are great. High-quality protein is going to be tough to get, Steve. I remember in 2005, I took your advice, and I uh, had money at that time, and I started to uh, buy the highest-quality protein I could get, which was these freeze-dried foods. And I had to wait in line, folks, because the machines were running around the clock, and I talked to to a source, and they told me that governments of the world were taking them and buying them and putting them in underground bunkers. And that's why there was a shortage. Now, Steve has commented that there's a shortage again. And either the same groups are buying more, and it's going underground, or there's just not enough food out there to make them. Either way is a crisis for you and I. But the point is, is they what I took notice of, Steve, is they were buying very high-quality protein, because protein's tough. What are your options? Uh, spam? Uh, tuna? Well, i got to tell you, spam, I mean, look... Sardines? I grew up on yes. spam, you know. Let's yes. just say my mother, God bless her, was not the greatest cook, okay? And I used to even, i got to tell you something, I used to have to eat salmon loaf. Now, I don't mind good fresh salmon, okay, but canned salmon loaf. I can remember sitting at the <laughs> table and looking for any reason to have to go to the bathroom or when my parents <laughs> would look away, you know, spitting it out on a napkin because, trust me, there's nothing worse than canned salmon loaf. Maybe some people can eat it, but as a kid, you know, I preferred my peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Let me but say something about protein, thing. Steve. Uh, yeah, protein. I was at a point in life where all I could afford was ramen noodles one time. I ate them for like six months. Well, that's, folks, there's no, I, listen, let me tell you something. There's no nutrition in that, Bruce. You well, let me, known let me uh, attest to that. I, uh, I lost rapid weight, folks. That was the greatest weight loss program of all time for me. But at the same time, uh, my legs started to swell, Steve, just double their size. And I found well, out that uh, I was not getting any protein. And, right. folks, if you don't have protein in this time, you're going to be in some dire straits. Uh, I don't know what else to tell you. Uh, Steve, what's the best protein bang for the buck right now? You mentioned well, sardines. I agree. What else? protein bang for the buck that is out there is there are still some canned meats that are available through uh, – Oh, good night. MREDepot.com. I have no affiliation with them. I don't sell the stuff, but I, I, you know, Steve Cyrus, the owner of it, has some good deals. I would look at getting any of the freeze-dried meats I could. And here's the thing. Here's the key, ladies and gentlemen. Get the fruits you can get freeze-dried because when you get canned fruits, anything that's acidic, okay, the the can or the the shelf life on anything acidic, obviously tomato sauces, tomato products, or some of the specific fruits, they 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 don't last as long. But if you freeze dry the fruit or dehydrate the fruit, like dehydrated apricots or or you know peach slices or whatever, then you can reconstitute them with water. And that's yes, what I would tell people to focus on. And then I would also tell them this: find the best bang for the buck protein powder. Okay. 
Oh, yes, great idea. There are some protein idea. powders out there. For instance, uh, let's say a, ta- uh, you know, a, a typical little measuring cup, you know, what is it, maybe one ounce or two ounces, the kind that come in the, the, the bottle. I mean, there's some yes, amazing – I found the new protein powder that is, is – I'm eating as chocolate, you know, and you just mix it with coconut milk. I can't yes, eat sure. dairy, and I'll tell you this, that there are a lot of people with dairy allergies that if they quit eating dairy – and if you eat dairy and it makes you sick and you start having skin issues, chances are you have a dairy allergy. But a total, there are some total vegan protein powders out there that have 40 grams of protein, and yes, some sir. of them have so much uh, additional nutritional value. I'm gonna I'm gonna put one up on my website because I can tell you this: I'd rather have my emergency backpack with a you know, probably a 64-ounce can of protein because I figured out that that'll take me for a month and that'll give me, you know, 80 grams of protein a day plus all my amino acids, nutritional vitamins, you know. That's a good idea, actually. And, I like and that. you know, the bottom line is is that I got a, uh, a good night, a portable water filter and I my cup. And, you know, the thing is that stuff tastes good. I can tell you this. You know, I have EnterHealth as my uh, sponsor. They've been wonderful sponsors. Very good stuff. I've tried that. And, and like you know, it. they have they have some Cocoa Mojo and coconut milk and coconut powder is so interesting because it's got lauric and caprylic acid, yes. which really is an antiviral. Boost your immune system, okay? folks. Yes. It, yes. It's wonderful. So, so what I'm saying to people is this: you don't have to have refrigeration when you got protein powder, okay? And, 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 Bruce, you know that I had one of the biggest companies, okay? Yes, I mean, I really did, and I can tell you point blank that when you start reading the labels and learning how many calories, because you know what? Your calories are an expression, if you will, or a, if you, uh, uh, equivalent value of how many hours you work. Because the rest of the world works a lot to eat a little. America used to be able to work a little to eat a lot, and now we're going to be eating uh, no work and no eat, okay? Absolutely. And, and, um, and folks, if it if you spend more calories uh, in trying to get the food than you're going to take in eating it, uh, i.e., the people that say, "Oh, I'm just going to shoot a deer," you're going to starve to death. Okay, um, you've got to have some high quality protein. You've got to have the the dehydrated fruits. I also recommend emergency emergency, which is a powder you can throw in the water. Steve, uh, water is very important uh, for someone saying, "Hey, I don't have a water filter." What do you recommend? I would recommend to anybody out there to go and look at the Catadyne, K-A-T-A-D-Y-N filters. Yes, sir. Uh, they just bought out Pure, P-U-R, and Catadyne has, now I want to make a difference. A purifier will take out viruses. In order to be a, a water purifier, you have to have an iodine matrix. You have to have something that will penetrate the wall of the virus. Uh, a purifier is not antiviral, but a, I'm sorry, a filter is not antiviral, but a purifier is. You can get a Catadyne Hiker or one of the new filters that's got that in it for about 100 bucks, And you can also get the Steri Pens, which is an ultraviolet, like, battery-operated deal, but yes. obviously because the batteries, it will wear out. But the, I'd say for the most bang for your buck, everybody should be getting, a, you know, a handheld. No, I know Big Berkey. I've sold them. A lot of people sell them. That's a good, if you will, fixed location. But this is the other thing, Bruce, and, and sometime I want to do a three-hour prep show with you. We'll do nothing oh, yes, but preps, awesome. okay? Yes, and awesome. the deal is, is that the people have got to understand. I would challenge anybody. I have personally gone from absolutely believing that you could have a fixed location and prep it and run to it and bring the people of God to it, and only until somebody betrays you to realizing I may not get home someday. And so I store nothing at my house except my bug out bag. Okay. 
Very now, smart. Obviously, that that that's counterproductive to some people. Some people who are shut in, locked in, or fixed in by their circumstances or stay in, they they they're going to stay and fight where they're at. Okay. Well, the point is, is that I would tell everybody to have a secondary location. And yes. if you are staying in your location, at least then learn some basic defensive uh, obstacles. Put them up. Dig a pit. Uh, you know, uh, you know, a hole for lack of a better word. Line it with a liner. Uh, get a cover on it and use it as an Apache, basically, uh, you know, ambush pit. Because you cannot think that somehow, you know, they're just going to let everybody live. Look, they've GPS people's houses. I was in my physical yard when they came and did it to me. That's I got right. the blessing of being told by a certain military individual through back channels that, uh, you know, a certain group of people can't wait to do something to me with a Hellfire missile, you know. That was and a said, well, they for you folks. They won't miss, you know, listen, everything they've done in Afghanistan, in Iraq, you know, they're going to do against us here. Yes, sir. And, and the foreigners, you know, you made a statement, Bruce, that I still don't think people understand it. During the Cold War, every military base of substance had underground nuclear fallout facilities, okay? Right. When under George Bush Sr., the majority of bases of consequence were closed down. They didn't shut those down and board them up and say, do not enter, okay? They were turned over to NATO, NATO is obviously the enforcement arm that will be used in this country. We've, we just heard that the Royal Saudi Air Force is going to be in, uh, oh, good night, I think, uh, possibly Utah. Uh, Mountain Home Air Force uh, bases, uh, the Royal Singapore Air Force is there. And it's fascinating. The divisions? Yeah, I mean, we've got uh, uh, the German base, the Holloman Air Force base, you know. So we've got a bunch of aircraft and weapons here and foreigners who basically will follow the orders of whoever gives the orders. Absolutely. Uh, Clinton brought in over half a million Takarovs, folks. Um, The stuff has been prepositioned here. The troops oh, yeah, are being Listen, let me tell you Tokarov, Tokarov is a pistol, and that's just a gang gun, okay? What was brought in here was Russian and Chinese heavy artillery, heavy machine guns, okay? I'm talking not like, you know, AK-47s or even uh, PK-59s or any of that stuff. I'm talking about heavy, heavy equipment, anti-aircraft missiles. This is what the big worry is right now, that that which has gone into Venezuela you know, is headed into Mexico. Look, the drug lords can pay $100 million as a plot, you know, basically a uh, pallet full of $100 bills, and, you know, they're going to get whatever they want. See, this is the naivety of, of what I would call the planned destruction of the United States. And well, let me, yes, let me say exactly. this, too. It is not, Bruce. You know, listen, the two of the most important people in my life are Latinos. One's up in heaven and one isn't, okay? But, you know, this is, this is something that is really crazy. Crazy. It's care and the, the amount of, of, of other than Mexicans or Latinos coming through the border exceeds the amount of Mexicans. This is a free-for-all, ladies and gentlemen. I've had people who were the head of the Border Patrol call me. I have friends in the FBI who quit because of what was going on. Yes. You know, the thing that people don't understand is that this is a nation of lies. And what really frosts my cake, okay, or cooks my dumplings, how's that for being a little bit nicer, is the <laughs> fact that, you know, everybody's lying. WikiLeaks shows you what American policy is. It doesn't matter if it was leaked by the right or the left. What people are losing track of is when the rest of the world 
learns that the American dollar is toast. I don't want to be a Yankee in, uh, you know, some other court. You know, Bruce, you lived in Panama. You oh, lived yes. in Costa Rica. Uh, I've been there walking down the street one day, folks. Uh, I didn't have a vehicle, and I couldn't find a taxi. And I just remember going down the the the, uh, the road and just a long line of cars waiting at the stoplight, and they looked at me, and, uh, you know, it, it was not a very comfortable time to be walking as an American in Central America. Uh, there's a shelf life for those places. I've been all through those countries, and they love America only right now for the dollar, but as the dollar collapses, it's collapsing now. They'll have no use for us in many of these countries. And we're not racist here, folks. I have Mexicans in my family, Colombians, Vietnamese. I have African Americans. So, um, again, we, we're we not here uh, being prejudiced. Steve, just facing a fa- uh, telling you facts. Steve, I know friends that work in Border Patrol, and they told me that uh, – Massive numbers of Border Patrol agents are committing suicide because yep. they know it's it's lies coming from the government. What they want? Uh, did you hear about the article by the way the other day, which said um, they want to build a big border around Canada and America, and allow free travel between the two? What's that all no, about? No, I don't think I saw that one. That I, I missed that. I must have missed Something it. Something the last day or two. Tonight. They're talking about eliminating the border. That leads me to believe that the the plan to uh, turn this into NAFTA is on fast track. Mexico, oh, yes. Canada, look, America. We're, we're, we're seeing it everywhere we look. And, and, you know, again, Bruce, here's the thing. What people should do now, and let me, let's just say this, okay, even at the point of information, I would use all my time not seeing what the latest news is but getting prepared. I yes. would be fortifying my home if I'm going to stay. You know, get a bunch of sandbags filled ahead of time, Okay. Think about where the most likely uh, point of attack is going to come from. I'm talking about gangs. I'm talking about foreign uh, troops. I'm talking about, you know, the people that already got your number and got my number. You know, it's amazing because we used to tell people, look, there was a red list, a blue list, and a green list, and everybody said I was fully, you know what, starts with an S and ends with a T, and that's, of course, not. The point is is that, that we're, we're in a position now where what people used to scoff and mock. What does Paul say? He said that there's going to, you know, come scoffers and mockers. Actually, Peter said that, you know, they're going to, they're going to mock and scoff, you know. Sounds Steve, like you know, a majority million. of, uh, you know, chat rooms to me. It sounds like even in yours right now you've got those kind of people. people but isn't it interesting, for, Bruce, we're talking about Jesus. We're yes. talking about his preeminence. Yes. We're talking about the need for people to turn, and these people still listen. I believe this. I believe no matter how much they may hate me, hate you, that God is, even in his, if you will, uh, plans for their life, he's given them one last chance. Amen. And I don't know, Bruce, I will tell you this. I, I, stronger than strong did I have the feeling tonight. And, and look, it's not just chance, but there are people that are listening tonight. This is maybe their last chance. That's not to scare them, because if somebody can talk you into believing in Jesus, someone can talk you out of it. But the point is this, is that taste and see that the Lord is good. Ask them simply, say, Lord, I'm a skeptic. I don't believe you're real. But if you're real, and Jesus is the Son of God, and there's salvation or other name, then reveal it to me. Be honest. I don't care how, how you hate whoever is bringing you the message, but just try the Lord. Taste and see that the Lord is good. You see, Bruce, weary being used, rightly or wrongly, and in my opinion, sometimes I just, you know, I fight this more than anything, and, and it's my own personal issue to deal with. But I say, Lord, how much more do the people of God need to, to hear because they don't, they're not acting on what they hear now? 
if they were acting on what they were hearing, Bruce, you wouldn't have the situation in America where, where, where uh, a president who is a fascist and a known socialist, and by the way, yes. if there was a smart lawyer out there, by the very definitions of security clearances and, and even those who give them, the president of the United States with his affiliation with known, quote, socialist communists, can he not even hold a security clearance? It's Absolutely. the law. Okay? Absolutely. So the point that I'm trying to make is is that does it not seem strange to those of you that you're hearing C-130, you know, low-level flights over the country that you're seeing and reporting, and some of you are seeing in real time, military uh, equipment and hardware being positioned throughout the country, that you're being yes. in rural areas like up in northern Michigan. I mean, I grew up in northern Michigan, up in the UP, around Iron River, Iron Mountain. I remember running through the woods and my grandpa's half crack, okay? He was a cool guy, by the way. You know, wow. he believed if you had a half track and some gas, you just made a road where there were no roads before. And people my realize there by the my grandfather, by the way, was a neat guy. Uh, he was basically Blackjack Pershing's driver. Oh, wow. And he That's told me wild. stories about Blackjack Pershing, a wild guy. And my grandpa was wild, you know. But the deal is is that, uh, you know, uh, I can tell you this. The same areas that I used to run uh, in the woods through whatever, army jeeps or half-tracks, now people are seeing foreign military there is some of them are even uh you know good enough hunters to stay hidden in their camo to listen to the language and i got news for you it's not good old american slang uh, listen Bruce. steve is it uh true the rumor i heard that there are even automated machine gun nests being put at the the borders yeah i can tell you that yeah I, can t- I won't tell you who but i can tell you that the person that does design the robotic controls for some of those and by the way we have UAVs flying over the Montana and the entire northern U.S. border, but in Montana especially, and there are there are specifically robotic, 50 caliber uh, uh, machine guns. Almost, if any of you have ever been uh, around quad 50s, that means four of them together. There are derivations of those, and there are automatic grenade launchers, and there's a lot of that stuff up there. So ask yourself this: Why is the southern border open and the northern border closed? I think you've got the answer. It's Red Dawn, Bruce. It's Red Dawn like we could never imagine. Henry Gruber, a mighty man of God, probably one of the most amazing, stalwart, genuinely lovely men in the world. He was the one that God gave the vision at Carnarvon Castle. You see, it's amazing because nobody believes. And here's the thing. I want to say this again. No word of God spoken by a man of God to the people of God at any time the people of God received the word or heard the word by a man of God has been received and acted upon by those people. Never. 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 Nineveh wasn't the people of God, yet they did repent a hundred years later to be destroyed. So it seems like there's an inherent blindness due to whatever, you know, the deception whatever is rampant that keeps God's people from acting. So when people tell me we're still an American nation, God would never allow judgment to come on this nation, tell me what is a righteous thing we do. What is a righteous thing we do? Give me one example anymore. Because based on WikiLeaks, it appears like we're about uh, basically monitoring people's personal behavior. And again, you know, there's a fight. I heard Michael Savage saying it's a communist plot. I hear this other people saying it's a right-wing plot. It doesn't matter what it is. It's in the court of heaven. America's judgment is being played out. In other words, God is reading to this country the indictment against them before the judgment comes. 
Nobody other than me said that 15 years ago. Nobody. Okay. Folks, Every, everybody uh, said I was crazy. And I said, before Americas are destroyed, God is going to reveal the sins of its leaders and the apathy of its people to the sins of its leader to show them what they have settled for. And Steve, he's pulling the blanket off even now. And I won't mention names, but uh, you know, a major Christian network got exposed the other day. Folks, uh, we've been weighed in the balance, and God has found us lacking. The best of our righteousness is the same as, he, as menstrual rags. That's what it calls, calls it in the Word. Uh, the, the day of salvation is today. Some of you may not even make it to see some of the things that we're talking about that are on hand. You could be killed tomorrow in an accident. When the Spirit leaves the body, it's over with. Then comes the judgment. And so um, if you're going to do something, today is the day of salvation. There does come a time, like Steve said, where God gave you your last chance. You passed on it, you're toast if you didn't make the right decision. And um, so that's what we're trying to do here is tell you that um, time is running out. Judgment starts first in the house of God. And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where will the sinner and the ungodly appear? God is sifting you. You will not be able to stand in the middle anymore. You're going to be hot or cold. And he's going to ratchet up the pressure to cause you to do one or the other. So you either go for Jesus now, or you're going to fall away with the rest. Take it, Steve. Well, Bruce, again, the, the lateness of the hour demands extreme measures. And the first measure I would say is this. If a man is a man and the head of his household knows what's going on, then he needs to prepare to the best of his ability. If yes. he has limited income or no income, God will make a way. As my dear friend, Mary Juarez, the most powerful Latino woman of God I have ever met in my life in the field of deliverance, okay? Absolutely. What grown believers, men, six feet two and four couldn't hold down, she could call forth that demon and command it to come out. Mary, Amen. little, little, little dynamo for Jesus, I'll tell you what, made no apologies, and yet... You know, the thing that's amazing to me is that people, uh, you know, I, I don't understand what people want, and I really don't. You know, those who want a world free of Christians, you're going to have it. It's called hell. Somebody sent me Anton LaVey's dying uh, 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 moments on YouTube. Did you see that? No, sir. Uh, what did he say? Well, the most the, he was literally seeing hell, kind of like if you ever saw the movie Ghost. Wow. He was seeing hell and seeing and reporting to the woman who was a satanic mistress what was going on. And he, he was pleading for his eternal life, but it was sealed. His fate was sealed. And evidently, yes. God let the guy go in and come back, go in and come back, go in and come back until the time he didn't come back. Wow. And it so affected the life of his, quote, lover priestess that she repented and accepted Jesus. Listen, Bruce, every one of my critics, I pray, and I really do pray, that God will literally open up hell for them to see that it's real. I don't care if they're Christians or unchristians. Yes. What are non-Christians? Because the thing is, is Ananias and Sapphira claim to be believers, but you cannot play with the Holy Ghost in contempt. Okay. And some of these people like to dismiss it. Well, that all passed away, you know, at Pentecost. It's not for the church today. Oh yeah. Well, God said, "Behold, He's the Lord our God, and He changes not. He's the same Amen. yesterday, today, and forever." You see, it doesn't matter how little the people of God make him in their own eyes. He is exalted. Heaven is his throne. Earth is his footstool. Jesus is his answer to sin. The love of God is, is, is opening the holy of holies to us that call upon the name of Jesus and repent of our sin. You know? 
Yes, sir. Man, I got sin. I wish I didn't have sin. I wish I didn't have to sin. I've tried to make deals with God, saying, Lord, I, I, I surrender my free will, so I don't want to sin anymore, you know? And then I'll get one of these uh, Balaam's donkeys email, and, you know, I get through praying one minute, and I'm repenting the next, you know? People Both think, oh, just screwed up. Yeah, the whole world lies in the evil one. People don't understand that Jesus was manifested, 1 John 3, 8, to destroy the works of the evil one. The evil one is who deceived Eve, caused Adam and Eve to basically come into the knowledge of good and evil. And the point is, is that Jesus has to destroy the works of the evil one so that the kingdom of God can come on this earth as it was in heaven. Yes. And the thing that most people don't understand, there is one who is triumphant. His name is Jesus. If you want to call him Yeshua, fine with me. But the point is, Serve him, then, as you use his name, and understand yeah. he is the king of kings. He is the triumphant one. He is the one who has vanquished death, hell, and the grave. He is the one that gives you power to become the children of the most high God. He is the one that will send his spirit, the comforter, and he is the one that will never forsake us. It doesn't get better than that. And, and somebody said, well, you can't say that, that. That's not a good word. I said, he just gets gooder and gooder, you know? And even Jesus said, call no man good except your father. And I say that with respect to the Lord, because, again, the point I'm trying to make is this. How can anybody neglect so great a gift of salvation? How can anybody? And Bruce, look, I'm serious. I have to live in the attitude that this may be the last time I ever speak to the people of God. If it were not for the intercessors, I'd be dead, okay? If it were not for the promises of God that he's made to me and prophesied so many times. See, I won't, I won't share that stuff. I learned a long time ago in trying to be open, all I did was throw my uh, pearls before swine, okay? And I got news for you. There's an army of swine out there, okay? And and so the thing that you do is you do the best you can, and then when God speaks to you, and let me speak to the people that God has given great promises to, and you haven't seen them fulfilled yet, don't tell anybody, because Mary, when she was told by the angel that she was going to bear the Messiah, she hid it in her heart. Nehemiah states when he when when he goes out to survey the, the devastated city, neither told I any man what God had placed within my heart to do. God gives wonderful dreams and wonderful visions a wonderful hope and wonderful destiny spelled out. And you know what? We're like carrying that seed. We're like a woman that has to carry the baby in her womb. And yet the first thing we do is we go out and share it with some unbeliever, and they abort us on the spot, you know? Yes. God would never knew you, use you, Mary. God would never knew, use you, Bruce. Why, don't you know? And, you know, so when I come on the scene and say, listen, I was the most contemptible human being, despicable, disgusting, and, you know, and look, Twisted Sister, I got news for you. Uh, you know, the hedonistic lifestyle was my preamble. But something happened. The something happened as Jesus, through answered somebody's praying for me, reached into my life and showed me there was a better way, okay? So I'll tell you what, Bruce, I don't, I don't fault anybody, and this is what I say, I would rather sit down with a Mary Magdalene or a Rahab than the most self-righteous Pharisee or the most self-righteous uh, wolf who wants to give me some... i got to tell you a funny story. I had the neatest conversation the other day with a Catholic priest, a Catholic exorcist, okay? I love the brother. Yes. He's got four mass 
master's degree, a Ph.D., incredibly bright. And i got to tell you something. I had the most wonderful discussion with him on the phone, okay? So I'm just saying that to tell people I'm not looking at labels. I don't care about labels. Show me Jesus, okay? I don't care about uh, about your arguments. Show me Jesus. I, I quoted one of my critics. I said, okay, so you're telling me you don't need to have any works because it's by grace you're saved. I said, so what are you going to present at the, at the judgment seat of Jesus Christ, the Bema seat? And he said, well, what do you mean? And I said, well, what are you going to do? Because God's going to look at everything you've said, everything you've done, and instantly he's going to determine whether it's wood, hay, and stubble or precious metal. See, Christians don't get it that we are going to give account for our wasted time, for our redeemed time, and the blood of Jesus isn't about heaven or hell. This is about the reward of the righteous. Amen. And it's so robbed from people because the whores in the putrid pit, not the pulpit, the putrid pit, are misrepresenting the king of glory. So how do you find who the true king of glory is? First, you come in the book. More I come in the volume book is written of me. And, you know, I'm not going to argue with people about the extra biblical writings of the book of Enoch or some of the other pseudepigraphals, but I will tell you this. The thing is, is that people want to fight over this. They want to fight over that. They want to fight everything except the devil. It's amazing how brave they are and slandering their brethren, but they will absolutely run like meow men. I'll just define it as that. Meow men, you know, the first time uh, a shrew, a she-devil, or a, uh, you know, demon manifests itself. We call That's why, Ian Bruce, I'm going to tell you, the most <laughs> people I know in deliverance are women. You know, listen, that is true, but 95% are, Steve. Praise and God I got to tell you something. Uh, somebody said you speak so lovingly of women. I said, yeah, I'm not a chauvinist. I got to tell you something. It's group of interceding women that yes. take my, uh, you know, my commission, if you will, seriously before the Lord. It's Romy's intercession for me and others, you know, that have kept me alive. Seriously, Praise God you know? for the women of God. Yes, and I mean that, and I love you, intercessors. And I, I want to share something. An intercessor. Maybe I understand the scripture now. And God looked for a man, you know, to stand in the gap. And Bruce, he couldn't find you know, one. Yeah, they were busy I mean, doing their own tough. thing. And, and, and i got to share something. I, I don't know how, and I really don't. I'm saying, Lord, you got to help me with my skills, please, because I don't know how to relate to whiny men. I don't. I don't know how to relate to uh, a cowardly, hen-pecked cluckers, okay? Notice You're going to love this one, cluckers. Steve. I, I don't have to tell you things it. are bad. <laughs> Pardon? <laughs> I hit the wrong one. Uh, you're going to love this one. I've got to play this. And I said before, if you want to find a lot of demons, go to church. There you can be sure you'll find a bunch. They're roosting all over God's people. They're binding them down. They're choking them off. And somebody has to care because people are bound. And if it isn't the chosen of God, I don't know who's going to care. If it isn't those whom God has called out, if they don't care enough to lay their lives on the line, I don't know who's going to do it. As a sad scripture says, I looked for a man and I found none. God looked for a man. He couldn't find anybody. Everybody was doing their own thing. Uh, I had to play that. <laughs> That's the truth, Steve. Uh, the, where are the men out there? They're doing their own thing. Uh, I do have to praise God for the ladies out there that uh, who have gotten into deliverance. 
uh, who know know what what time it is and uh, that have been praying for uh, been praying for Steve because Steve is on the front lines. Uh, it doesn't go, folks, to to be out here and preach this word for thirty years. Okay, to warn people, it's not a popular warning. Okay, he's paid a heavy price, and Steve would not be here if it were not for the prayers of. Uh, the women of God out there, like Romy and others. So I, I just want to give kudos out there. Because a lot of the men, Steve, they're, uh, God couldn't find any. They're busy doing their well, own thing. Well, yeah, and i, I got to tell you something, you know. I mean, it, it's amazing. I know women who can yield the sword of the Spirit better than men can draw their forty fives or their 9MMs or their 40s or their SMGs, that's submachine guns. I mean, I seriously do. I, I can tell you something. I am so absolutely blown away by intercessors. There is no one in the world. And I, I want to share something about intercessors to encourage those of you who pray. Do you realize you've been given the very ministry of Jesus in such a priestly role? And and the, the point is, is that there is no higher calling than that of intercession. That's what Jesus does. He's the high Amen. priest of our inter, of our prayers. He's the intercessor before the throne. You know? And when the devil says, you no good piece of crap, you know, or whatever he says to me, and, and you know, or, or I get the curses, you know, and I rebuke them, by the way, in Jesus' name when they come my way. Yes. And the, the point is, is that, you know, uh, you know what makes people crazy? Is the fact that you know they they want the information? And I got to tell you something. The thing that makes me the most not wanting to ever be on the radio, and I'm not threatening, and because I'm going to do what God called me to do, okay? But it's the absolute wanting more and more. I mean, when I hear that people sit around and listen to me in all parts of the world, that's pretty humbling, okay? And and that they're literally listening to me. I have some people different parts of the country. I think I've gotten a hundred. 145 nations, you know, wow. of people that listen. They'll listen to this on the Internet, you know. Yes, yeah, sure. And and when I was on shortwave, I mean, I was amazed, you know. I mean, you get something from Mongolia, and some guy's, you know, uh, sending you a letter, and it takes a month to get here. You know that that meant special. Or how about the guy that used to go? He literally, to get me on the shortwave, this is humbling, would drive eight miles out into the mountains. He had to get up on top of a mountain because he lived in a valley. Every wow. day he did that. And I Pretty said, good. wow, Jesus, it's for those people I want. So here's Amen. the deal, Bruce. We're gonna, if we can, let's call Romy. Let's, let's, let's take a break and let's yes, call sir. Romy and then let's let her pray and we'll take it from here because here's the awesome. deal. We're in spiritual warfare. We are in the fight of our lives, okay? And we ain't seen nothing yet, you know? And the thing is, is that the people who are Bound. I can tell you this. I know this, that based on the last time Romy prayed, and we're agreeing in prayer, look, God has anointed people for a specific purpose and time. And there are people tonight whose night, this is a night to get touched by Jesus. This isn't, you know, lay your hands on the TV and call upon God for miracles. It's none of that, okay? What this is is calling on the Lord God of heaven and, and the power of the Holy Ghost to give people a reality touch of Jesus. So, let's, you know, you can do what you've got to do, but I need Amen. a break, and then let's bring Romy on. Praise God. Uh, we'll be back uh, after this short break. Folks, uh, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Omega Man Radio Network. We've got guest Steve Quill on tonight. Steve's website is stevequill.com. That's S-T-E-V-E-Q-U-A-Y-L-E.com. And uh, we'll be back right after this uh, short song. And we're back. Uh, let me get uh, Steve back on the line. 
Uh, Steve, you back with me? I am back. Let me get uh, Romy. Romy, are you there? I sure am, Bruce. All right, Steve, I'm giving you the microphone, brother. Well, first of all, ladies and gentlemen, again, the idea is is that we need to see the power of God in our lives like we've never seen it before because there's no way that anybody is going to make this through this in their own strength. And the fear of the Lord, and I'm talking about the reverential awe, the acknowledgement, the knowing that you know that God is who he says he is and will do what he says he's do, he will do what he says he will do in his word, that's the key to understanding how to walk this thing through. So, Romy, I just want you to pray, if you would, but first of all, share as we come into the lateness of the hour, because you are a well-informed person. You know what's going on. You spend hours a day and literally hours a day in prayer. So as you are seeing, uh, take a snapshot at this moment in this country. Just share for a moment, and you've got as much time as you want. And then we'll have you pray, and we'll agree, because as you and I prayed before the show, Romy, we believe that God's going to do real miracles, not, you know, pat on the back or give a nice word, but legitimate miracles. Amen. So go ahead. Amen. Well, gosh, that's <laughs> that's such a um, a broad question, and there's so much going on right now, as you two have been discussing, you and Bruce, and it's been a wonderful show, both of you. Uh, and I know that uh, uh, there are a lot of intercessors praying right now. I can, I just sense that, and uh, uh, through the Lord's uh, way He works with me, I, I can see that as well. And it's going out all around the world. And I, I just, my thing is, I would like to encourage everyone tonight who is uh, uh, maybe in a family of 15 people or uh, living in a house full of, uh, you know. Uh, college kids and and they're seeking the Lord and they feel so alone and and you know and I really believe this with all my heart that even though they feel so alone and maybe they've just begun to come around just begun to see what's really happening just wake up that they are going to be met by the Lord himself Lord even Steve you were met by the Lord when you came to salvation in him and uh, I have, well, I've had some personal experiences with the Lord Jesus, too. And um, he will meet you. He will meet you. He will meet you. He will meet your need. Uh, even if you haven't uh, gotten this or if you have been in great denial about it, um, I have family members who are just now waking up to the truth, even though I've been after them for over 20 years myself, longer than that, actually. But. God is so faithful, and I want to be an encouragement to those people who are uh, hurting, who uh, don't have it together yet, who are just getting on uh, God's bus. And if you're on the other bus, the church bus, uh, you heard Bruce say it, you know, and Steve has said it for many years, they are going to FEMA camps. The pastors who are uh, not shepherds, they're wolves in sheep's clothing, uh, tending the flock of God, fleecing the flock of God. And they are going to be found out and exposed, and and people will be absolutely dumbstruck and dumbfounded, and they will perish, and they will uh, many many professing Christians, I believe, will take their own lives if they have not hung on and clung to Jesus Christ, only Jesus. It doesn't matter how good your walk is, how well you know the Word, 
of God because the demons know it and they tremble. What matters is your walk with Jesus Christ and your walk and intimacy in knowing the Father and trusting him and believing what he says in his word is true and appropriating that. And there are a lot of you out there I know that have, uh, you've, you've lost hope. You've lost hope that Jesus is who he says he is and because you've had so many disappointments, so much discouragement, and you faced it. Uh, even as Steve and Bruce have faced it. You've faced it in your own lives with the few people that you've trusted and relied on and counted upon, but when it comes to the most important thing, you feel so isolated, and God promised that he would set the single in families, and he will set families within families in the times that we've already entered into. And I don't know where we are in the scheme of things. I just believe that we are very close to martial law. We are very close to uh, having the walls uh, uh, really and truly built around Canada, as you said, Bruce, and, and the United States and probably parts of Mexico. Uh, I have no idea what this administration's up to, what the, the powers that be. It's far bigger than just the leaders of uh, the, the would-be leaders. Uh, we call them the commander-in-chief, but, I mean, we know that he's just sort of uh, a, uh, a puppet for the powers that be like George Soros, and, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, that's happening, and unfortunately, the devil is very real, and people need hope right now. People need to know that there are going to be remnant believers out there who don't go to mainstream churches anymore. I haven't been, uh, well, gosh, my husband and I haven't been to mainstream churches other than, than when we're speaking, and even that's been quite a while for me. My husband goes in, and and doesn't get bugged, but I get bugged by the demons, just like just like that uh, song or that word you were playing, Bruce. That you know, if you want to go and uh, see a bunch of demons, you go go into a church, go True. into a church, and uh, it's very just very overwhelming if you're real sensitive, and uh, a lot of people are, and they're begin- it's like they're waking up, going, "What am I doing here? What am I doing here? Who is that person? How can I get a hold of that person who told me about preparing?" and uh, getting food ready. I mean, even unbelievers uh, are getting ready uh, for what what is coming. They know that something major is coming. I believe a lot of those people are going to come into the kingdom of God um, even after it starts. They're going to be led sovereignly and supernaturally by angels that appear to them and by the Lord Jesus Christ who will appear to many, many in these days, I absolutely believe that with all my heart that we will be seeing the Lord Jesus Christ appearing to many, and we will will we'll be seeing a lot of supernatural miracles that are from God, a lot of healings, uh, the greater works that the Lord Jesus spoke of. We haven't seen much of that in the Western world, but we are beginning to see the beginnings of it now released again, and it, it is going to be uh, the time for the end of days. And I believe we have entered those. We may be at the beginning of it. I, I, I have no idea. Uh, you two have a real good grasp on that. All I know is that we're to be busy about the Father's business. That's our main thing. And also to protect everybody in our close circle of friends and family, anybody who the Lord sends our way, we have to be ready with open arms because, Steve, as you said, we can't separate the wheat from the tares because we might destroy something 
someone beautiful that God is working on that may look like a horrible tear, maybe like a Saul of Tarsus, who he has great plans for to use in these days, who he'll raise up. And I, I just, I know how important the time is that we redeem the time, as you said, Bruce, because the days are evil and uh, and and before long it is going to be too dark to work and and it's very difficult with the warfare at the level it is now and you can walk down a street you can walk into a market and if you're at all sensitive uh and and a lot of people in the church are realizing this there's something very very wrong and there are demons manifesting in people's lives that are have never really truly committed to Jesus Christ. They've committed to the social gospel. And um, and I don't want to name any big churches, but uh, all of us know who they, who they are. They're seeker-friendly churches. The gospel of Jesus Christ is not preached. Positive thinking is preached. And, you know, you can't get there. There is only one way. And, and I, I do love to preach. I love to tell people about Jesus. I love to tell people that you can snuggle into the Father's lap. You really can. You can hear his heartbeat. You can put your head on his chest and let him hold you. How intimate you become with God is up to you. And I I can't think of anything more precious than being intimate with God in these days because it's so desperate out in the world. It's desperate even if you're a Christian, but to have the comfort of knowing you can go to Jesus and just say, oh, God, help me. Oh, dear Lord, please hold me. I am in desperate condition. I'm in desperate need of a touch from you. I need hope. I feel like I'm at the end. And and know that he is going to meet you. He truly will make the road rise up to meet you. I, I think, um, and, and I wanted to mention something, too. Uh, you both were talking about water. And another important thing about diet and prepping is uh, to stay healthy and away from all these things that can be brought on by chemtrails and pesticides and other poisonings, bioweapons and whatever else they're spraying on us, especially I know we are getting a lot of it up here in Montana and uh, Colorado and California and the Midwest. They're destroying crops, but an alkaline diet is so important. Uh, and I don't know, uh, I'm sure you've uh, spoken about it before, Steve and Bruce, but I didn't know a whole lot about uh, oxygenating and purifying the water and making sure that you've got trace minerals in it. If you've got a reverse osmosis system or you're thinking of drinking distilled water, you can't live without, uh, well, you can't live healthy without um, having the trace minerals in there and uh, and adding trace minerals and colloidal, making sure you use colloidal silver and things like that to alkali- to have a good alkaline diet so that you don't become sick with any of the cancers and other things uh, that flu that's going around killing young people. Well, Romy, will and, you do, uh, will you will you pray for the people because when you and I were talking absolutely. before the show, I called Bruce just before we were syncing up and linking up and I want you to pray for the the different ailments and the different things that you are interceding for the people on because I got to tell you something. It's my 
heart's desire before the Lord. And God says, ask of me, and I will show you great and mighty things that you know not of. And it's his word that said, when, and Bruce was referring to it earlier in, in Genesis, when the children of Israel uh, fled Egypt into the wilderness after their money had failed, they sold themselves into slavery, etc. But in order for the people to be able to deal with what's coming down, there are so many people who are desperate uh, for yeah. a touch of God in their body. Because, again, there are a lot of yeah. people who are going to go home to be with Jesus. So will you pray? Because yeah, I think it's critical now that we use this time. We'll do a show on preparation. But this time is really critical to absolutely enter into the throne room. And those who are intercessors, pray along with us. But I want you to pray with the different things that the Lord has shown you, okay? I would love to. And, and one of the scriptures uh, that the Lord gave me, uh, while we were on the phone, Steve, uh, praying a little bit earlier, was uh, that the son of righteousness from Malachi will arise, shall arise with healing in his wings, and you should be led forth like calves from the stall. And, Lord, we just come before you now in your son's holy and perfect name, the Lord Jesus Christ. And, Lord, there are so many people who physically, physically and emotionally need a touch from you and Lord you showed me so many conditions and Father I would just like to lift them all of the saints Lord God and uh, Lord even some that don't know you that are listening in and uh, relatives and friends have brought them over to listen to this uh, program there are even some that just tuned in accidentally to this program and I want you to know that there are no accidents in the kingdom of God there are no accidents in the kingdom of God. So if you are in need of a healing touch from the Lord tonight, I'd like you to lift your hands in prayer before the Lord. And he says, test me and see, as Steve was saying, tempt me. Test me and see that the Lord is good. Test me and see. And so the Lord wants you to reach out to him tonight. And there are so many ailments but I'm just going to touch on some of the uh, the ones that uh, the Lord brings to mind right now that the Holy Spirit uh, feels are important. And I saw a lot, a lot of heart disease, a lot of heart disease. I saw atherosclerosis, a lot of plaque buildup in people's veins, um, in arteries around their heart and in their legs. And uh, uh, things are getting ready to break loose and you're sensing that something is really wrong with your body and you have asked God to heal you because you don't have insurance. A lot of you don't have insurance and you can't pay to have that done. Lord, I ask that you would touch those with plaque in their arteries, Lord God. Father, I ask that you would dissolve it, that you would pulverize it in the name of Jesus, that you would go through their bloodstreams, Lord God, and make it like your blood, transfuse them with the blood of Christ, Lord God. And I pray, I pray, Lord God, for the ones that you showed me. There were several. I don't know the name of it, but it's water uh, around the heart in, in a sack. Uh, I don't know what that condition is, but you that have it would know what it is. And it causes you great pain and a lot of problems with your breathing. And it's a very dangerous condition. And that fluid has to be drained off. And may the Lord touch you and heal you right now in the name of Jesus from that water around the heart. And prolapse, many, many, many prolapse mitral valves. And I'd really appreciate it if uh, you would 
uh, send a little email, just a note of encouragement off to our brothers here, Bruce and Steve, at, um, at omegaman.com and also to stevequail777 at stevequail.com and let them know. It's really so encouraging to know when God is moving, and I know God is moving right now. And I saw that a lot of people with back problems, terrible, really painful back problems that keep you from walking. I saw people with sacrums that were deteriorating and lower vertebrae in your lower vertebrae area just above your sacrum that were deteriorating, and it was bone resting upon bone, and the bone was breaking down. And the Lord is sending a touch right now from his own hand. If you will just lift your hands and believe and receive, if you can appropriate that, and God will meet you, he will meet you, he will meet you, and he will touch you. And you'll feel, sometimes you'll feel a heat from the presence of the Holy Spirit while you're being touched by the Lord, and you'll absolutely feel uh, like you just want to lie down and, and rest on the couch. And I would just encourage you to do that very thing and let the Lord rest upon you uh, by his Holy Spirit and minister to you and heal you. And don't go off any of your medications or anything that you've been taking. I would encourage you to go and see your doctor and have him say, oh, my gosh, what has gone on here? And I saw people with knee joints and ankles that were blown out and uh, you are having problems. But, again, the money just isn't there. Your insurance, you don't have insurance or you had insurance and now you're on COBRA and you can't meet the co-payments. And the Lord said, come to me and I will heal you. I will perfect all that concerns you. And the, the, the Lord also said, Jesus said, healing is the children's bread. And I know Bruce, you've referred to that often. And there are p- diabetics out there, and I want to tell you, a lot of this is from uh, genetically modified foods, and it's very expensive to try to buy organic foods, but you can get uh, green food, whole food products, and uh, Steve's, uh, there's a banner on Steve's website uh, for Inner Health, and that's a really good one. There are several good ones out there. Research them. Go on and uh, Google Green Whole Foods. You can find some really terrific ones out there, and Inner Foods are just excellent. And, uh, Lord, I just ask that you would touch the diabetics. I ask that you would touch the broken joints, Lord God, the, uh, the uh, joints with... Um, rheumatoid arthritis, Lord, the bent fingers. I'm seeing bent fingers, and the Lord is actually going to be straightening out your fingers right now. Right now, as you hold out your hands, you will feel the heat from the Holy Spirit and the angels ministering to you, touching you, healing you. And again, I'm looking forward to getting some of those reports and hearing back from Bruce and Steve. Uh, we'll, we'll all hear back about it, I'm sure, next time. But I, I'm very encouraged because God is on the move right now. He is healing right now. He is touching people right now. He's touching blind eyes. I'm seeing blind eyes being touched and people with really poor vision. Really poor vision. The Lord is touching your eyes as Jesus made that paste from uh, his spittle that he made the mud from, and he put it in the blind man's eyes, Bartimaeus. And he asked him, how do you see people? And he said, I see, or how do you see men? And he said, I see people as trees walking. So he did it a second time. And you can imagine that grossed out. uh, It grossed out a lot of his detractors. 
But, you know, that's what he did. And then the man saw clearly. And uh, he said he saw people, and he was really thrilled. And I see people's ears being touched, and I, I just pray. I pray. I, I know quite a few people with hearing problems personally, very close friends. And I'm asking that you would invite the Holy Spirit now to come and touch your ears, uh, to touch your hearing, to touch your inner ear and the vestibular problems. And I'm asking for the Lord to uh, recreate balance problems that people have had as a result of their hearing uh, problems and, uh, and, and crystals and I, I don't know what they're called, but uh, things form in their ears and they form on the little bones in there. And the Lord is healing that right now. I can see that. And he's going to increase your hearing and he's going to bring it back. Some of you are going to get instant miracles right now as you ask the Lord to touch you. And some of you with the bones that are deteriorating in your spine, I see some higher up in the left thoracic area down your spine and uh, up near the cervical area just below your brain. God is going to be touching you right now. And, and you've been crying out for healing for years and asking God to touch your back. Please touch my back so I can walk because I don't want to use a cane anymore and I don't want to fall down because of balance problems and, and I need help because of my knee or because of my ankle or both ankles or both knees and hips. Uh, the Lord is touching hips right now that need to be replaced, but God is going to give you a supernatural uh, hip replacement. He's going to increase the bone mass again and give you healthy hip bones. He's touching skeletons right now, and he's bringing healing to elbows and to wrists where people have, I believe it's called carpal, carpal tunnel syndrome, and the Lord is touching you. And the Lord says, receive your healing. I'm here, and I'm giving it away. I'm giving it away. Just come on in and take whatever you need. Just reach out to me. Uh, it's not about religion. It's not about attending a church. It's about relationship with me and believing that you will receive the greater works, the greater miracles in your own lives in America today because most of us can't afford to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on doctor's appointments. And God wants to heal his people. That's going to be the next sign of release will be a miraculous release of miracles. And some of them will be progressive miracles. Don't give up. Just in case it's a progressive miracle, don't give up. When God begins to move on you, walk into it, and as a child learns that he can trust his parent, you'll learn that you can trust Jesus to bring that to pass in your life. Though the promise carry, wait for it. God is good, and God is faithful. And Lord Jesus, I just bless you for coming to meet your people, for dying so that we might have healing and life more abundantly even now, and eternal life with you and all of the saints, Lord God, in heaven forever. And Lord, though we may suffer for a moment, there is joy. You will renew our joy, and you will make it new every morning along with your mercies, Lord God. Father, I bless you for touching all of the people that have, he that have asked for healing, Lord. And, and that person, Lord, you said there were several, but there's one person out there. Uh, I don't know if you're male or female, but you have uh, something called Morgellons. And everybody, everybody around you has thought you were crazier than crazy. And the Lord said he is going to touch you and he is going to sovereignly heal you from this intrepid disease 
called Morgellons. That's a man-made thing. And you're not imagining it. You're not crazy. God has heard your prayer, and God is going to meet you. And the warfare has been great against you, but don't give up. Your miracle has come, and God wants to give it to you now. And, Lord, we just thank you that your, your, your promises are always yes and amen. And, Lord, that you don't withhold any good gift from your children. And for the single mothers, for the single mothers and single fathers, but especially for the single mothers who wonder where they're going to get their next meal from, where they're going to get their next, uh, where they're going to feed their children. How are they going to feed their children? God has not forgotten you. Remember the widow. Remember the too much. Remember the oil and the meal that the Lord multiplied because she gave it to the prophet. She gave her last bit of meal and oil to the prophet and she never ran out again after that and the lord is going to multiply your food even as jesus multiplied the loaves and fishes and i just bless you lord i bless you for your goodness and lord for those that have cried out for deliverance from spirits that have caused temptation lord that uh, even as bruce mentioned lord that jezebel spirit that has come into the church that spirit of control and manipulation, I break the power of it right now. The Lord rebuke you, Jezebel spirit. You must leave in the name of Jesus Christ. You must let go of God's children, of God's blood-bought children. You must leave and let go, and let God be their father. You have no place in the kingdom of God or on his children. And you cause the prophet to run. And the Lord stopped him cold. And he had done incredible things in his life. And and he was afraid of this woman who was eaten by dogs. And even the man who called her out would not interact with her, but interacted via a a, a proxy. And we are not to interact with demons and with uh, principalities. We are to trust that God will rebuke them. God will deliver you. God will deliver you from from demonic strongholds in your life, from temptations uh, to homosexuality. I'm seeing uh, homosexuals asking for freedom, freedom, and it is a spirit. You're absolutely right. It's not you. You weren't born like that. God made you a male or a female, period. He didn't make you in between, and he wants the men to be men and stand up, and he wants the women to be women and be submitted to Christ as Christ loves the church. He doesn't want you to be subservient. He wants you to be submissive. He wants you to be loving, but he doesn't want you to be a doormat. And men, you do need to stand up and take your place, as Steve has said. You've got to take your place as the head of the household. Lord, I pray that you would give them spines of steel. Lord God, strengthen the arms that have fallen down and the weak knees, Lord God. And Lord, make your men, men of valor again. Make them warriors who will go out and proclaim the gospel, Lord God, whose wives will follow them in love because they are they are watching the love of Christ at work through their husbands, Lord God. And I pray that the wives that have uh, tried to control their husbands would stop and would, would understand that their husbands need to be built up in Christ even as they need to be built up in Christ and that it's a two-way street. And I pray that uh, the rebellious children who have not listened to your parents, that you would turn away, 
turn away from the, the things of the world and, and get off of these social networking sites and find your life and hide it in Christ with God. Let him dwell within you. I just pray for you young people, and I ask that because you're going to be the torchbearers on the front lines, that you would pick up the torch of Christ and let the fire of God consume the dross. And, and you think maybe you've just sinned against the Holy Spirit. There's no hope. You're, you're wrong. The, the devil has lied to you. And I set you free with my brothers in the holy name of Jesus yes, Christ. Jesus, and the Lord rebuked the spirits that have tried to destroy and, and deceive these young people who knew that they belonged to the Lord and then thought they lost your presence for good. Lord, show them that we all fall short. We all, we all need your grace, Lord God, daily, moment by moment. And Lord, set them free to become powerful men and women of God. Oh, Lord, we just thank you, thank you, and we bless your name, Lord, that, Lord, there is nothing impossible to those that believe. No thing is impossible to those that believe. So all you have to do is grab hold of Jesus' hymn tonight and like the woman with the issue of blood, just say, oh God, if I can just touch him, if I can just touch his hymn, I know I'll be healed. And God will heal you. He will come through. And even his disciples said, how can you tell? We're surrounded by all this crowd. How can you tell who touched you? And Jesus said he felt virtue go out of him. And that's what's happening right now. Virtue has gone forth from the Lord. And all of the things that the Lord has uh, brought up, I pray that you will grab hold of your healing and your deliverance tonight in God, in Christ Jesus. He is the only way. Just repent of your sins. Give them before. Give them to God and remember that he's cast them from as far as the east is from west. He doesn't remember them. So you let go of them, too. Use them as something to remind you to, you don't want to go back that way again. You don't want to go around that same mountain again. It happens to every saint I've ever met. But God will bring you out of these things as you just keep turning to him in belief that he will heal you, he will deliver you, he will have mercy on you, he will tuck you in like a mother hen would tuck in her baby chicks. That's what your father is doing right now. And I bless you, Holy Father. I bless you, Father. You are good, and your mercy endures forever. Lord, you are good, and your mercy endures forever. And your mercies are new every morning. I praise you, and I bless you, and I ask these things with my brothers to be sealed in heaven and on earth, that you would draw the prodigals home, Lord God. In Jesus' holy name, amen and amen. 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 Thank you, Romy. Absolutely. I'll say goodnight now and listen to the rest of the show. I enjoy listening in on you. That was a powerful prayer, Romy. God bless you. You're welcome here anytime. So, Bruce, where do you see in the... Thank you, Romy. Bless you. Where do you see God wanting to take Omega Man Radio? Because in in my understanding... There have been meetings before, but no one has ever gone into the place where you and Pastor John, and forgive me for not knowing all the other men 
who you've had on. I don't do that out of slight. I just don't know them by name yet. But where where have where do you see this thing going? And tell Bruce share your heart because obviously you were able to articulate your vision to me to understand that man. The spirit of God is moving on us. First of all, Jesus yeah. is the Alpha yes. and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Yes. But but just as you ponder and pray and seek the Lord, where do you see Him taking this? Because I you know I'm asking you because I don't know, and, and and when I say that I don't mean that to be sarcastic or belittling. I just don't know because of the lateness. Of the hour, and ladies and gentlemen, Bruce does know what's going on. And, and Bruce and I were in similar businesses. We were both in the gun business and both in the uh, survival business through you know very hectic times. But now it's it's time to, to not only get the people prepared physically, but more spiritually. To basically, you know, everybody's got their guns and ammo and their training manuals, etc. But now they need to learn how to put on the full armor of God and take the spirit of God, uh, spirit of, of of the Word, the spirit of truth, and 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 get into the battle. So, Bruce, how do you personally see this happening? Because I'm asking you, I don't know. It isn't a rhetorical question. It's a real question. You know, I pondered um, what what are the possible um, scenarios, you know, out of this uh, that we're finding ourselves in here, folks. And um, I searched the Bible high and low. I said, God, um, what do we do? And uh, I kept seeing the uh, instruction over and over again, it's the patience and the faith of the saints. And uh, Jesus is calling people to come and follow him. You know, he's saying, put your shoulder against the uh, the plow and start plowing the field. And don't look back. And um, to translate that into to terms, you know, folks, uh, it says that he that wins souls is wise. You know, uh, we all have a finite amount of time here, some less than others. What are you going to do with the time that you have remaining? What are you going to be able to do that's going to make any difference uh, when you stand before God and give an accounting? You know, he's given all of us, you know, various and sundry talents out there. Uh, Not only skills, he's given us financial resources. He's put us in various situations across this globe. But when it all boils down to it, are you going to go take a vacation? Or are you going to um, get on the front lines and go out there and pluck some people out of the fire? We've got family members that are, are dying and on their way to hell. We've got friends. We've got neighbors. We've got people that we haven't even met, but God is setting you up to have a divine encounter. You know, it's not a chance happening that you're here tonight or that we're even alive in this time. You know, we have a mission to fulfill. The question is, is are we going to do it or not? So I you know, said, God, what would you have me to do? You know, I, made, I, uh, I uh, asked the Lord one day, I said, Steve, I said, God, I'd like to be uh, used to do something meaningful with my life and, and the remaining um, years or hours that I have left, you know, not knowing when my end is going to come. And I had to repent for wasting a lot of my time. But, folks, when their spirit, when until the spirit leaves the body, you still have an opportunity to make a change. You have an opportunity to choose Jesus Christ in life or to do your own thing. And God's not going to force you to choose his son. He loves us enough that he doesn't make any of us robots. But uh, I looked at um, the whole body of... Um, evidence to support that we are in the end time, and it's undeniable, and that um, there are forces at work that want to take everything that you've ever worked for, uh, take your loved ones away, uh, take the life out of you, you know, because they want to kill 5.5 billion of us. But I said, all that aside, you know, you can know all the players in the game, and if you fall all the way up, you'll, you'll come to the same common denominator, 
that uh, Steve and I have realized that uh, is present, that's Satan, okay? What do you do with that information? Um, how can you make a difference? So trying to sort it all out, I said, God, I'd like to do something for you. And God started to show me revelation, spiritual warfare. One man or one woman can make a difference. Jesus gave us what's called the keys of the kingdom, binding and loosing. Whatever you bind on earth, be bound in heaven. Loose on earth, be loose in heaven. Most people have no inkling what that means. What is being unleashed right now on this earth and what is coming is so horrendous that uh, many are just going to faint and fall away. But you don't have to if you know that greater is he that is in thee than he that is in the world. What Christ is calling us to do is go out there and preach the gospel, cast out devils, lay hands on the sick that they shall recover, appropriate the gifts of the Holy Spirit. As Steve mentioned, without the Holy Spirit, it's like having a car with no battery. You need the Holy Spirit in this hour and the gifts uh, for power for service. And so... uh, you know, it says, he that seeks to save his life will lose it, but he that will lose his life for my sake will save it. That is the key to making it in the times that are coming, folks. You need to prepare, number one, spiritually. You need to prepare physically as God enables you to. It may be that God has put you in a financial position that you can make a difference in someone's life that doesn't have anything or that will be coming knocking on your door. It would be a prudent thing to see all the signs that are coming and then take the appropriate action. God has given us a warning through the prophets. We know what's coming, but what are you going to do with it? So uh, I said all that to say this, Steve. Um, God called me out of Costa Rica back in March. He told me to pack all my bags and get out. And it was a pretty harsh warning. <laughs> but it was coming at the midst of all the volcanoes and the earthquakes that uh, were lighting up over there. You know, there's 120 volcanoes in Costa Rica. You know, I live five out of seven years overseas in various countries. And I was sitting on the sidelines. I was just looking to save my own skin. And uh, if I had died right then, I wouldn't have had much to show for my life. But then uh, God had mercy on me, and he called me back to the States, and he's calling many of you right now into the backside of the desert. He's training you for the time that's coming because there's an uh, awesome battle about ready to take place, and he's looking for warriors, men and women, that will pick up the sword of the Spirit, that will put on the forearm of God, which will say, hey, I'll lay down my life for Christ. He laid and gave everything for me. Don't I owe him at least that? Folks, if Jesus Christ died for you and you want to accept that gift of salvation, then he's bought you and paid for you with a price in his own life and his blood. We are to give all that we have to him. And we can do that by spreading the gospel, feeding the poor, blessing the widows and the orphan, blessing Israel. It says Genesis twelve three. We can't forget about Israel. But I think, Steve, that we've got to take every moment that we have, every day we wake up and say, God gave me another day. What can I do for you, God? Open the right doors. Shut the wrong doors. Preach the gospel because this world, as we know it, is coming to an end, the end of this age. Many are going to lose their lives. And if you didn't warn someone and you didn't do what you could do to make a difference and pluck them out of the fire, then we're going to give an accounting. And you never have any idea until it's all... Um, Till Judgment Day, you know, God puts the accounting books out there, what impact you might have had. Just, you know, sharing uh, the gospel with somebody, doing what you can do. So, you know, Steve, uh, I don't have any fear of this time uh, because I gave it all to Jesus Christ. And I know all they can do is kill my body, to be absent from the body, to be present before the Lord. Now, uh, 
it's like the kamikazes. You know, they had already prepared themselves to die. That's why they were such a formidable foe. And that's what Satan's scared of. And when he knows that people are ready to give their life for Jesus Christ, and there's not much he can do to them. He can't scare them. And so there's going to be people doing great exploits, walking through the fire without being burned. I've even heard, Steve, that there will be people that will be sent into the concentration camps, maybe to pluck some people out. Uh, that's kind of interesting. I say praise God for that. You know, he can hide you in plain sight, folks, as Dimitri Dudeman, uh was hidden. You know, him and his grandson, Michael Bolday, when the communists came to take the Bibles. And they said, where's your Bibles? And the whole room was stacked around with them. You know, God can put uh, angels to surround you. A nuke hey, could go off down the street, and he can protect you. Uh, and I'll just sum it up with this, Steve. Uh, people need to surrender all to Jesus Christ and ask him, what can I do for you with the time I have remaining? And I think um, investing in souls is the most important thing that we can do. That's where the eternal reward is. Absolutely. And spiritual warfare and uh, being baptized with the Holy Spirit uh, have got to be a part of your life, folks, to make it. Because these demonic spirits, these demons, are coming up from the pit. They're going to be unleashed. And they're going to manifest. There won't be a question of do demons exist or do devils exist. They're going to be there to take your life. And you better know how to rebuke them in the name of Jesus. And you better know how to get a word of uh, word from the Lord. Speak in tongues. You need to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Go ahead, Steve. Well, you know, you brought up the idea of angels. And, you know, the bottom line is is that the Spirit of God testifying in the Word of God says, The angel of the Lord encamps around those who love and fear God. Let me read Amen. you. It's weird. I pulled this out, and I said, Lord, uh, do you want me to read this? June 9, 1994. I spoke at a conference up in Keystone, Colorado. Some of the people that are listening to the show tonight were probably there. And this was from one of the guards, actually the bodyguards that was hired because some of us had received even death threats back then. And I want to read this. July, I'm sorry, June 9, 1994. It's written by, I won't give his last name, I don't have his permission, but his first name is Barry. The Lord Jesus Christ impressed me to tell you of the appearance of two angels that I perceived. As you recall, I stated that they appeared on either side of you while you were speaking, and that they were quite large. They appeared to be male, gave the impression of at least eight feet tall, very fit. They were in full battle armor, helmets, breastplate, and shields. I could see their, I could, excuse me, I could see their legs or their feet. However, they had their swords drawn and plated, tipped down with their hands on the hand guards. They looked very ready and very capable. I didn't share that there seemed to be similarly clad angels stationed around the conference hall along the walls. They gave the impression of the personal bodyguards of the Lord. Now, again, you know, I only say this to say that the angel of the Lord encamps around those who love and fear God. The Bible teaches that angels are the ministering spirits sent forth to those who are heirs of salvation. I can tell you point blank that uh, the warring angels, and, 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 you know, again, you know, Bruce, it's weird because the Lord says, if I've told you earthly things and you believe me not, how can I tell you heavenly things, okay? This was from a bodyguard. And by the way, these guys were rough dudes. These were not, you know, what we would call, or what Schwarzenegger would call girly men, okay? And, and the fact that God opened their eyes to see what was encamped around, and, and, and what's interesting to me is, is that this happened 1994. I think that's about the first year I was on talk radio. But I will share this with you, that I believe that it's God, the inheritance of the saints in light is the Lord is more than 
on our side. He fights for us, okay? Yes. And if you were to come into my house or into my office, you've never been to my office, you're, you'll, you'll be greeted immediately by a suit of armor, okay? Wow. I since yes. moved it in the, uh, into my office because I remind myself ever, at my home, I have Roman armor. Cool. Uh, and I have a gladius, which is a very short sword, okay? What people don't understand is when you're fighting with a Roman a sword, a gladius versus a longer sword, you know, like an Arthurian sword or something along that line. The Romans were close combat. I mean close, okay? A gladius is usually right around 12 to 18 inches long, sometimes a little longer, but that's usually it. So in essence, it's for close fighting. The shield is not only to defend yourself against everything coming at you, but it's to push the enemy away, and that's the shield of faith. Now, if you'll look at the armor, and I think I, I will take a photo of this, ladies and gentlemen, and I'll post it on my website, stevequail.com, because awesome. I want you to see, I, I, you know, somebody says, oh, they think I'm making this stuff up. No, and I'll post it. Uh, but the thing is, is that the sword is one of the sharpest swords. It's built by one of the finest craftsmen in the world. I'm not bragging on him, but he's considered that by his peers. You know, he's also one of the most famous guitar makers in the world. And I've never, you know, listen, Bruce, I've been in the survival business. I, I've sold, you know, Randall knives. I've sold every knife, Buck knife, Gerber knife, you know, any specialty knives out there, knives that cost a 1000 bucks a piece, but nothing is as sharp as this two-edged sword, okay? Wow. And, I, I, and as I stare at the sword, sometimes I take it in my hands, and I said, Lord, David said, teach my hands to war. And I believe that most people need to understand that the Bible is a sword. The Bible is the word of God. And unless you're familiar with it and understand the authority that God has given to you and get a chance to exercise that authority, then you don't know how to handle your sword. Those of you who have been in martial arts, the point is, is obviously you know there's a technique. Amen. Those of you that have studied the different types of martial arts know that different martial arts or different countries have different forms and different variations within the forms. But there's no getting away from the sharp two-edged sword. Because not only would you be thrusting at one end, but as you pull it out, you'd be either uh, uh, slicing to the right or slicing to the left, and you had to be in constant motion with the sword. That's why, Bruce, dusty Bibles don't do good much in the, what I would call the battlefield of life. David said he had hidden God's word in his heart that he might not trespass against the Lord. Well, a trespass is one thing, but being naked in battle is another you cannot go up against a superior armed foe with nothing in hand, okay? David's sling, David was absolutely skilled with the sling. And as I explained to a gentleman in my office over the weekend, the reason he took five smooth stones wasn't because he thought he might, you know, the best shot out of five, but it's because Goliath had four giant brothers. That's right. You can go read that in the second book. So what I'm saying is David was so furious at the uh, 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 belittling of the Lord God of heaven and the challenges of the Philistines that he said, not only am I going to finish you off, Goliath, I'm going to finish your brothers off. Now, in further on in the book, it's David's mighty men that said, David, you've already taken Goliath. We're with you, brother. We're taking on the brethren of Goliath. They were all giants, okay? When you take a look at Goliath's spear, 200 pounds, okay, and the thing is, is that you take this man of God, he was jealous for the Lord God of hosts. I'm asking tonight for the men out there who are men, and this again applies to the women who are women of God, who is jealous for the Lord God of hosts? 
Yes. Do you mean to me that we can, any of us, dare go into heaven, come before the King of Glory and said, well, I let him slander your name, Jesus. I let him butcher your little uh, heritage, Jesus, because the Scripture says the children are the heritage of the Lord. I was too afraid, Jesus. Does that sound like maybe the unjust steward? You know, we, we, we're, we're in a position, Bruce, where we're, all of our excuses for not getting into the battle are being kicked away. We're in it whether we like it or not. And you can use the sword, which is the Word of God. I want to make this clear now. The Word of God. For those of you that know how to use a physical sword, and those of you that uh, God has revealed the reality of Genesis 6-2, your day will come. But the point is is that the idea of close-quarter combat, okay, uh, CQB, is very critical to the understanding of the days. In other words, it used to be that Satan would strike away. And you know what I mean by this. Now it's in your face. The attacks are personal. The attacks are present. The attacks are increasing. So one must adopt the attitude of a warrior. And the warrior that I'm talking about is one who's skilled with the word and discernment and faith. You cannot live in this battle without the gifts of the Holy Spirit being present. It will not work. So, again, I'm going to post the uh, picture of the armor. I'll, I'll get it uploaded, and I want people to see this. I'll take some close-ups of the sword. But I'm only, I'm only going to share this, Bruce. Our ability to use the sword will be tested and tried in battle. Amen. Our effectiveness with the shield will be determining how many bruises or how many hits we take to the body, okay? If our loins are girt with truth, we have the ability to reproduce truth, okay? If our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, we can walk where others can't walk. The effectiveness of the Roman soldier was due to his equipment and his ability to use it. The helmet of hope is obviously critical to the glancing blows of the enemy. But one of the things you'll notice in the Roman soldier's uh, armor is that the skirt, it's just like a skirt, like a pair of kilts made of leather thongs hanging down with metal, you couldn't turn your back because your back would produce your buttocks to the enemy. And That's right. Your buttocks was, and I don't mean to sound gross, this is true, if your buttocks was produced to the enemy or exposed to the enemy, you were basically toast. In other words, the metaphor there is if you're trying to run away from the battle, stay out of the battle and hope that you can just hide out and stay similar, the battle will be brought to you. If you stand in the power of the Lord's might, deal with the weapons he's given us and yes. trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not into your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways. Then you have Jesus holding the sword with you. Plus, I shared the thing with the angels. I can. I, I keep saying, Lord, I sure would like to see him. Everybody gets to see these angels. That that, And I tell you, it's because of the faithfulness of the intercessors. Those are who protect me. I, I cannot and I will not yield to the power of the enemy. I will. And I say again, to all of those of you who curse Bruce cursing me in the name of Jesus through the blood of the Lamb, your curses return to you sevenfold. And may every tongue that rises up to condemn us cleave to their mouths. Yes. May those who are vocal, may they literally be struck dumb until they learn not to blaspheme the Lord God of heaven. Steve, uh, people need to understand, if I could encapsulate it like this, folks, the battle is coming whether you're ready or not. And Satan seeks to take your life. Your only hope is in Jesus Christ. You need to pick up the sword of the Spirit, get on the front lines and say, I will fight for God, learn spiritual warfare, learn how to protect yourself, do spiritual self-defense, 
learn what the keys of the kingdom are that Jesus referred to, and uh, make your life count. Steve? Well, Bruce, that's all. I, I can't say it any better than that. And again, by the grace of God, I would just commit you into the hands of the living God. Take what Romy prayed. Take it to the Lord in the name of Jesus. Healing is the children's bread. And yes. I don't believe that this night is by chance or by circumstance, but by divine appointment. Bruce, God bless you. May the Lord and just establish your steps. May the Lord bless each and every one of your deliverance friends and those who minister on Omega Man. Uh, and again, I, I just look forward to seeing, if you will, the charge of the light brigade. And I'm talking light as in God is light. And I'm talking about the power of God moving through us, in us, and surrounding us. And remember, it is the Lord who gives us a victory. It is not within the strength of men, no matter how trained they are, but it's God who gives a victory against insurmountable odds. We've got to be like Joshua and Caleb. There are giants out there. The technology is so overwhelming that we're coming against. But i got news for you. God's about ready to uh, shut down their technology in such a profound way that all of the trillions of dollars that they're spent on monitoring is going to be to no avail. Let those in the Pentagon and those in the Department of Homeland Security and those in their technological Luciferianism ponder that. Because, Amen. again, they've come up against the living God and their contempt for him. And in the name of Jesus, it's Jesus who rose from the grave, not Lucifer, not Satan. And obviously, if they worship Satan, then they've got to wonder who created him in the first place. Bruce, be blessed. God bless you. We Steve, give out your contact information. Sure. They can get a hold of me through uh, Steve777 at stevequail.com. My website, Steve, uh, what is my website? stevequail.com. And uh, it's updated by about 10 o'clock mountain time every day. It isn't, uh, you know, and you've got to refresh your browser because there's so much stuff on my site that sometimes it'll go into your cache and you won't get today or the contemporary headlines until you dump your cache and, and refresh your browser. God bless you, Steve. Thanks Thank you for Bruce. coming on tonight. Thank you, Romy. Folks, Steve Quill, we're on every night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, we thank you for tuning in tonight. Uh, website is omegamanradio.com. And uh, get behind the Deliverance Ministry. Uh, join Dr. Pat Holliday and I of MiracleInternetChurch.com. PatHolliday.com. Every Saturday night at 8 p.m., uh, we do the uh, School of Spiritual Warfare. Uh, MassDeliverance.net. Watchman Radio. Shouts out. See you uh, tomorrow night. Thank you for listening to Omega Man Radio. Our mission is to operate in the threefold ministry of Jesus Christ and take evangelism, deliverance from demons, and miracle healing to the world. If you would like to partner with us, you can support this work by donating any amount online at OmegaManRadio.com. Join us in an all-out attack against the hosts of hell. It's time to deliver a death blow to the enemy and take back territory for Jesus. Tell a friend and support Omega Man Radio.